to What Are You Doing Movie Archives. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Down in Front. Our movie this week is Invasion of the Body Snatchers in 1978. Brains. Which is when it really happened. That's <laughs> when it really happened. Oh, wow. Crazy. Go ahead and pop in your DVD or blurry press play. Press pause and the United Artists logo just fucks off. Just <laughs> gone. Absolutely no thought given to guys who want to do a commentary 30 years later. Just, oh yeah, logo gone now. Uh, press pause, and in a second I'll say 3, 2, 1, and pause, at which point I'll press play. You'll press play, and we'll watch the movie together in perfect sync. It'll be like any other commentary. Except, of course, with four friends in your head. And those friends this week are myself, as always, T. Christie, my friend Brian, Wazillium, Fendifter. Uh, greetings. I like that, Wazillium. Right. Michael DeZorkman Scott. That's going to be tough to say. <laughs> the disease is, yeah. that's a little bit Czechoslovakian. Go for it, bring right? it. Yeah. And Trey the disazing. The amazing. The, the amazing. <laughs> hey, it's Trey. Hi. Anyway. The amazing. The amazing. Trey too, the amazing. <laughs> anyway. Uh, Invasion of the Body Snatchers. I liked the original one, uh, and I enjoyed this one too. I, I like this one much more than the original because it has a little bit less Kevin McCarthy, a little bit more Donald Sutherland, <laughs> I notice. Uh, other than that, it's basi- it, it strikes it me is. as the same kind of thing. It's more up-to-date. Uh, it's a little bit more accessible, as 20 years of film and culture development are want to be. But other than that, it doesn't really... I didn't grow up with this movie. I know you guys have a longer history with it than I do. It's just, yes, Invasion of the Body Snatchers, with very, very skinny Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, before, yeah, he, before, before he worked out. Lifting Goldblum. Yeah. Yeah. If it's a very skinny Jeff Goldblum, that's a skinny Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. He even says in the movies, like, they ask him how tall he is, like, 6'4", six, and oh, how much do you weigh? It's like 170 or something. Like, <laughs> yeah, I like, don't know which one it God, is, man. but he looks like either Phineas or Ferb in this movie. It's fun. It's a, it's a movie, but it's not one of my favorites. Bren? Uh, yeah, I actually hadn't uh, hadn't ever seen this until after we did the 56, the commentary for the 56 Body Snatchers, and I should really probably watch this one as well. And um, I... In terms of in terms of actual movie craft, it's I th- I think it's superior. It's much creepier. It's I watched it again last night and, and this morning actually, and it's like, no, this this still creeps me out even uh, even in the cold light of day, just in in my room. It's like, oh wow. Um, you on Mars? <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe it's also because I saw Contagion last night, and then I'm, it's, <laughs> yeah, there there's, there's this very distinct moment I had where it's like. I'm in a room full of people right now. Oh, sweet God. <laughs> that's, uh, that's what that movie dude, wants you to be thinking. Yeah. That moment, remember Outbreak? That moment in the, the montage where it's like showing how one little particle can, and the lady laughing in the movie theater? People watch that in the movie theater. Yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, this movie is, it's it's solid. It's very it's very creepifying. It's very um, suspenseful and um, I, I like it a lot. Although, morbid and creepifying you have no morbid, problem with? Yeah, morbid and creepifying. And uh, it's got Lennon Nimoy, so of course I'm down. And Jeff Goldblum. And Jeff Goldblum. And, and Do- Jeff Goldblum. And Donald Sutherland, too. And is like, I, I would never have been like, oh, yeah, Donald Sutherland. He's definitely yeah, a leading man. With his, with his fro going. With his fro. Yeah. And just his this awkward, like, lopey gait kind of yeah. just frumpy clumsiness. It's really great casting. Great. It's really yeah. great casting. I, lo- I, I, like, I prefer Donald to Kiefer. I'm going to go out there and say it. Yeah. I've, I've always loved Donald Sutherland. Anyway. I, I always have to. I think he's great. Mike? Uh, yeah, I actually I have to correct um, myself from Slither because we had the conversation and I said I hadn't really grown up with these uh, kinds of movies. I discovered them later, but I did grow up with uh, <laughs> Body Snatchers movies, both both the '50s one and the '78 one. We had them on Laserdisc. Ooh, yeah. So why? Um, so What's wrong I was, with you? So I. Uh, it, it was many years until I, I saw the movie as a continuous... Without <laughs> having to flip it over <laughs> halfway through. To, yeah, stand up and flip it over. Insert 10 um, cents for more you of just, this. You just watch. Laserdiscs can take take off one of these days. Yeah. yeah that's watch. why I'm hanging on to mine. I, I, uh, 
for for me, there's always I I always expect a, a break, even even watching it now when when Leonard Nimoy is on the couch going, okay, let me get this straight, because that's when the break was, and you had to stand up and flip the the movie over. He couldn't continue his sentence <laughs> until you you did the anyway. And how would you know if he had it straight? Yeah, it's a cliffhanger. I, so um, yeah, it always felt like some weird commercial break or something. But um, I I've I've loved both films. Um, but this this one is. You know, superior. It's a sen- it's essentially the same movie. So it, it's like we've um, um, talked about before with with the thing and stuff like that. It's just upgrading it, going okay. Here's what we have, and we're going to remake it yeah. with what we can do now. And it's like this is this kind of movie is the reason that you remake older movies. What, what's so nice about else. this is it's like you can really see the the one to one like translation yeah. of here's the '50s way of doing this and here's the '70s way of doing this. Yeah, here's how we it's accomplished so, it's so equal the same plot point. Yeah, you know, yeah. but here here's how it's it's amped up and it's really it's really instructive to watch both and yeah. go here's here's the straightforward '50s pointy camera at it way of doing it and here's the craft way of doing right. it and and really amping it up and using editing tricks and stuff like that to to really make it work so <laughs> I love it I'm looking forward to doing it Dre yeah I uh, well Chris this movie came out '78 uh, so I was just starting film school and film school um, at USC they had you know dollar movies were you know fairly recent movies and you'd go to the big theater and you could pay a dollar and, and watch them and this one this one I remember I went to see multiple times because I really found it you know very fascinating and, and eerie and creepy and and I was familiar with the with the original from TV from having seen it you know on some you know monster movie afternoon show um, and really was impressed by by this movie and how they upgraded it and you know I was a Star Trek fan and uh, and so just the fact that hey Leonard Nimoy's in a movie when does that happen you know it's cool you know he, he, he was in movies in the 50s then he was on some TV show and then he took a break and then he was in a movie again this is like one of the first question movies. mark question mark question mark fat chicks yeah and then it was like profit um, this is one of the first movies he was in other than you know um, I guess it would have been after or before Star Trek 1 this before. before. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, it's like well, even felt, before uh, they were doing Star Trek movies on the big screen, you know, it's like, oh, Leonard Nimoy in a movie. That's awesome. In the commentary, Philip Kaufman talks about how he almost was going to do a, a Star Trek movie yeah. before Star Wars even, and then yeah. it kind of fell apart, and then Star Wars came out, and it's like, oh, shit, sci-fi. <laughs> yeah, great. So, anyway, uh, you know, I was fascinated by, uh, and, and actually Veronica Cartwright, who uh, had, had not done Alien Alien yet, mm-hmm. I think the although they're they're very contiguous because wasn't Alien also seventy seven or seventy eight or seventy nine? It's like a year later. They were like right on top of each other. And then she had a brief like little period there of you know sort of the queen of the of the good sci fi movies, which is cool. Um, and of course, her sister from Lost in Space. So that whole family, a big dynasty going on. Anyway, it's a it's a really great movie, and I I, I watched it. Haven't watched it you know in the past couple days, but I did happen to just randomly watch it within the past couple months after not having watched it for decades. I think and was really impressed how well it holds up. That I think. It really yeah. still is a perfectly yeah. perfectly great movie for even even for modern sensibility. Yeah. It's, it's just like it's just like the thing you watch it and you're yeah. like, well, they do that with CGI now, but otherwise it's awesome. Yeah, and the fact that it's not CGI, I think, is what makes it so so horrifying. You know, horrifying. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> anyway, you're at the point where the United Artists logo just clicked off. I, we'll never see it again, as far as I know. Anyway. Go ahead. <laughs> well, they went out of business. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah, exactly. Uh, anyway, three. We should do Heaven's Gate at some point. Here we go. Psych yourself up with that finger. Three, two. One on pause. Finger blast the movie. (laughs) Finger pop. (laughs) Anyway, it starts right in with, "Hey, this is all grainy and messed up. I hate this movie." (laughs) What the hell? Well, it's not. uh, It's not too dissimilar to 
um, like like the, that very beginning bit. It's not too dissimilar to The Fly, which did it later, just kind of going, what is going on? Yeah. But but here we're getting more background information <laughs> about the, the pods than we ever got in the first yeah, one, and, just, and yeah. just visually. I remember their whole like last night of Krypton kind of, yeah. kind of thing. This, Our planets was dying. This came up in, uh, I remember in the in the original Body Snatchers commentary where Teague was saying, well, what do they want? And, and we, I remember we explained at the time that this movie explains better what they want than the first movie wanted, you know, attempted to do. And, and, and the idea is that they don't want anything other than to live. They don't have an agenda of their own. So, like, we want to preserve pod society. They, they just, they, they float through the universe and they take over whatever the existing life is on any particular right. planet. Wh- which... Like the tea party. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, we don't have a plan. We just, we just want to. Yeah, we have no sure plan, we... but we just want to, like, be ourselves and, and kill everything else that yeah. isn't us. Um, which is which is not dissimilar again from the thing. There's not necessarily aside from the fact that there's you know there's lots of teeth and stuff on the thing. Yeah. There's not necessarily a, a huge sense of malice. It's just tr- it's just doing what it's, it does. Um, and, it just and, has the same biological imperative that any other life form does, which is survive to, and reproduce. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And and same thing on uh, just last week we did Slither. Yeah. And and they even talk about uh, you know survival of the fittest and stuff in in Slither. That's basically what's going on here, and that's that's the I don't know if if that's a ch- like a change from our perspective looking back, um, but it, it it is an interesting thing just to look at it scientifically and go they're not evil <laughs> like yeah. it's scary they're gonna they're gonna devour us they're, <laughs> they're evil like but, a tidal wave is evil yeah they're or, or like or like you know lions in the in the Serengeti are evil it's like they're gonna fucking devour us whole but but they're not doing it because they're bad they're doing it because that's yeah. how they roll the only reason we don't like it is because we're us yeah exactly <laughs> not them it yeah, occurs to me that's the first the time i've seen a stock footage looking kind of shot of the clouds like you'll see in everything like the beginning of the back to the future whatever where the shot rotates and goes down i don't think i've ever seen one of those before and it's it, it unsettles me I, I don't like that. It feels like I've, I feel like I've, that stock footage that I've seen in something else, too. I can't think of where it's I like can place it. like Flight of the Navigator or Yeah, something, something like yeah. that. Or, there was yeah. a lot of clouds in Flight of the Navigator. It feels like I've seen I don't that, remember that anyway. before. No, Which, not that shot. I, I don't yeah. recall having a thing where it's like, you know, da, da, yeah. da. Oh, my God. <sighs> but one of the things this movie also kind of got into was the whole sense of living in the city and yet being alienated. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it plays off of that a great deal, this whole idea of society being, you know, even though we're, we're living in large communities packed in with these other people you don't know anybody you know and you don't interact with people even right. though you're surrounded by people and the We've idea that the, cl- the closer you get you know physically proximity wise the further you're you're from people psychologically or yeah. sociably and so it, it plays off of that whole idea because it, it's especially in the early scenes which is really i think really fun where where you see these little snippets of city life where as a you know as people watching a movie we go oh that probably means something but it's like oh there's a guy running in panic and we kind of go yeah, guy running in panic. Anyway, I'll have a double latte. Um, you know, they, no, you should go find out what that guy's panicking yeah. about. But we don't do that. You know, that we just, uh, uh, no, it's not my problem. Glance, well, it's not after me. Yeah. Where's my drink? <laughs> yeah, exactly. No, I said uh, two shots of espresso, yeah. you idiot. Sound of distant scream, car accident. Hello, I have just murdered someone, <laughs> yeah. and I did it on, on purpose. purpose. In any case. I love these little spore. Ooh, that's cool. Oh, that's good stuff. The puppetry yeah. is really good in this, in this it's, film. It's, uh, yeah, good old reverse. Good yeah. job, yeah. Trey. Thank you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you haven't heard our previous Body Snatchers commentary, which was a good commentary, and it was also a funny one for a reason that you'll yeah. find out when you listen to listen it. Listen closely. But we were talking about uh, the first trope, which is body horror, and what that is and how that affects things. And in case people haven't heard it, uh, 
Let's let's, let's spend a minute on that. Yeah, this is a very early body because body horror as a real genre was the 80s because, you know, we, 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 hadn't, we hadn't heard of AIDS at this point in uh, 78. Um, 80s, this is more... 80s is when that took over. It is body horror, I guess, perhaps accidentally. They weren't setting out to make a body horror movie so much as they were setting out to make a Red Scare kind of movie. Uh, uh, they're going to come and you'll and your friends are changing into them kind of thing. The body horror part is part of it uh, in that you lose yourself, I guess. Yeah, see, but for some reason, it doesn't seem the same to me. It, right here, it starts with this just bizarre shit, like, you know... We're watching this priest on a swing. Well, Robert Duvall, think of the children? That is, that is played by Robert Duvall. <laughs> it's just randomly <laughs> Robert Duvall is yeah. this priest. And Sturgeon. It, what does that mean? You know, it does, well, it might mean something, it might not. Brooke Adams, by Keep the way. Keep them away from the playgrounds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah is that true. the, yeah, it is. That totally is. The, the famous particular street. That's the thing the, from Full House. Yeah, Full House. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a very famous street on, on San Francisco. The one where people, the they always take it where the they, they, the picture is taken level with the street and all the houses are crooked and it makes a great image. Brooke Adams, by the way, I think is a great actress and, and a, a, a beautiful gal. She's in that, you know, Karen Allen zone. Yeah. Um, I kept the, looking at her going, era. you're not Karen Allen. Yeah, you know, you know you they were. Karen Allen? They were always. Brian's like, you're not Karen Allen, but you'll do. Yeah, <laughs> they're always seeing each other at the auditions, you know. Um, and uh, you know she's she's great. She was in several movies at the time, but really hasn't done. I don't think she's done much lately. But uh, you know, that's uh, she was really she's really good. Well, she was in a lot of episodes of Monk, but she was sleeping with the star. Oh well, there you go. Good for her. Oh, that's bullshit. <laughs> I don't care. It's interesting how this. Uh, that's not how things should work. You know who I think watched this movie a lot? Zack Snyder, because this feels a lot like the beginning of Dawn of the Dead. Yeah. Like, yeah. Really. Absolutely. Sitting watching the TV, snuggle with the husband. You know, long shots, waiting for something to happen. Then he's a monster. Ah! That 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 one definitely uh, plants the foot on the gas much more than this one does. <laughs> yeah, though, when I he's a monster, say. it happens much quicker. Yeah, it, uh, but it's funny how it's sort of this is the same kind of construction. You know, there's a there's a weird takeover already in progress, and this this little couple doesn't quite know it I, yet. I always felt like um, that that business with the priest. Uh, the, and the way he's watching the kids and stuff like that, other than, you know, priests and children being a thing yeah, anyway. Which was but, not a thing then. Right. Was oh, there's um, a second trope. Uh, oh, it was a thing. We just nobody knew yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. it was a, yeah, only a um, few people knew that at the time. I, I figured that, that the the point of it in the movie was that the priest had he, he, already, was one of the first victims. He was yeah. already, he, he was already like, tr- turned over and was yeah. watching to make sure that, that more people got infected. And, and Kaufman says as much in the commentary. He says oh, the yeah. idea is that he's patient zero, so to speak, okay. or he's, yeah. he's the number one pod guy. And it certainly it implied... Duvall comes down to him. Yeah. It's certainly <laughs> nice. It's, it's certainly implied that the teacher also is like, you know, go pick the flowers, kids. You know, that she's... Yeah, she's know, got oh, a, really? she gets okay. a weird look on her yeah, face. She's, she's looking, looking at over the, her shoulder. Yeah. Now, this... This aspect just shows you how much times have changed in the in the intervening thirty years. Our hero is a government regulator. <laughs> how would that ever happen today? He's a health department inspector. He also is... looks like a mix of every doctor ever. Yeah, because he has well, the Tom Baker hair. He has the David Tennant oh, jacket. Doctor Who ever. Yeah, so he he's played a variety of doctors. Uh, That's true. Yeah, he does have a kind of doctorish face. He does. Well, you know, it's it's, it's kind of like all taken from Mash. I, you know, it's, it's it's really hard for me to separate Donald Sutherland from Mash myself. This this is the Donald Sutherland movie for me. This is where I know I'm from, and I, I really like him in this one. I'm just saying. You, no, it's just that you sound drunk every time you say Sutherland. No, oh, this Sutherland. is the Donald Sutherland movie. <laughs> this is the Donald Sutherland movie. Sutherland. It was it, so it was weird for me to see Kiefer in in Dark City, Kiefer which who? is the first place I saw him. You know who? <laughs> Kiefer Sutherland. Kiefer Sutherland. Kiefer Sutherland. It's like I just had a stroke or I've gone deaf temporarily. <laughs> Kiefer Sutherland. <laughs> I like these I movies. like Kiefer Sutherland. <laughs> um, no, Tivo. Disneyland. <laughs> Dinosaur. 
<laughs> Good times. <laughs> that is all that is all Terranova. And thighs. Yeah, and thighs. Dude, he's also where he was. He's also he was also in another movie like this, which didn't go quite so well. Uh, the Puppet Masters. Yes, sure. Um, which I think was, they kind of that. did. You know, that was kind of like stunt casting a little right, bit. Right, right. Yeah. This is a very odd scene because it's really where you see anyone who can really wear a mustache in a way that works for their face. <laughs> and this scene has two. <laughs> this is a good <laughs> scene for mustache. That mustache. There's lots of uh, lots of time spent on mustache. See that guy? Third mustache guy just entered. Third mustache. Third, guy, third mustache. Not 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 on the same level as the other two. Also, this no not working. Black guy's mustache works, Sutherland's mustache works, but that ba- background guy needs to shave that mustache. You ever see a woman who looks like she should wear a mustache? For some reason, whenever I see someone with a really tall upper lip, like Stephen King, like between the nose and the lip, you, oh, you Stephen just think King needs yeah, a mustache. there should yeah, be a King, mustache King there. looks better with the beard. You ever yeah. see like a lady with that same thing, and you're sort of like, she, she'd wear a mustache pretty well. That would make her face feel more proportioned. And Stephen King needs to go one way or the other. He needs the he needs the full on beard, or he needs like the John Waters just right on his lip. Yeah, <laughs> the, the pencil. Yeah, mustache. the pencil mustache. I love John Waters so much. <laughs> it's weird. Uh, if I if I had a kid, I would want John Waters to babysit the kid, <laughs> which oh, is yeah. so the, not the thing you Welcome would think. Welcome to the modern world. John, yeah. John Waters would be the greatest uncle of all time. Yeah, he is, as proved in that Simpsons episode. Yeah, yeah. and I, well, yeah, it's actually funny because a lot now I am. I, I think I've said this before. Now I am someone's gay uncle, but a lot of my friends. <laughs> A lot of my oh my god yeah you're what's wrong with society a lot of my a lot of my friends have a gay uncle and they're like he's my favorite uncle it's yeah. like they're it's, always the cool ones yeah we just never acknowledged that they were gay it's like they was like oh no he's yeah he's all right yeah. he's cool but I, um, anyway re- regarding the movie um, I like the the small fake out there where you know he's inspecting the restaurant and everyone's giving him these glares and you know significant glances to each other and you're like oh my god they're pod people no they just oh. hate him yeah. because yeah. he's ruining their shit yeah he, he's run afoul of the you know the tough chefs uh, cr- <laughs> click oh you don't want them mad at you the tough French chefs click yeah exactly now one of the things that I think is so again not something that you see today in, in movies are so formulaic and like blah 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 character this character that is that this whole relationship you know here's these two people who they're friends obviously they're really close they're kind of like almost too close because she's married but then these relationships are real these happen yeah you know, that that uh, you know and it's it, there's always kind of this unrequited romance between them and and their buds and it's, it's like a that little, with me and brian's mom yeah exactly it's a little and well it's like that with everyone and brian's mom <laughs> <laughs> she listens to the podcast people that was a uh, perfect perfect landing <laughs> well done trey high five i'm <laughs> sorry mom i'll call you i'll call you tomorrow <laughs> that was just too easy. I'm I sorry. I haven't called in a while. That is, <laughs> that is so almost probably not true. Good old from the half court stuff. That was entirely, entirely for the sake of the joke. Brian's mom, who I do not is know, is a saint. <laughs> wink, wink. She is a saint. And I'll call you later, too. But the. Aww. Ah, see, I went there. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> this, um, you know, this, it's really kind of. I was, that was one of the things I was struck by when I saw the movie again, because I'd kind of forgotten that aspect of it. That there was this really kind of interesting. You know, this whole thing where she's married to this guy, but she's got this other guy who's kind of a friend. And that whole dynamic where the husband is not is completely here. comfortable with her being such close buds with this other guy plays into the paranoia of what happens next. And it, it also nicely serves as a, a save the cat moment for them because you can tell even early on they're mm-hmm. like, you know, there's something more than usual here. And it's 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 very clear, like, we we really want to do this, but we can't. Mm-hmm. And it, it's that it's that kind of relationship. And you go, okay, well, you you guys are obviously good people as a result of your <laughs> yeah, it's kind of willpower. The, the weird save the cat uh, in its way. Um, and then, 
you know, there's the save the cat, and then of course Donald Sutherland in the in the find the turd, which is an equivalent of save yeah. the cat. <laughs> He's helping the greater good by keeping restaurants clean. That'd be a which again depressing is, a, job. is a is a 70s kind of uh, <laughs> or an old style. It 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 just strikes me as odd that people would even think of that. Even being the liberal progressive guy that I am, that somebody would put that kind of scene into a movie and go, "No, that's a, that's save the cat." He's sympathetic because he's being a douchebag, but he's actually looking out for the greater good. Hmm. Nobody in our society today <laughs> looks out for the greater good. Yeah. It wouldn't even occur to anybody to look out. It's for all about. And gov- how can you put that in a red scare movie? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Let's see. The whole idea of like, yeah, government regulation. Yeah, they do things like keep rat turds out of food. <laughs> yeah. Is one of the things they actually are supposed to be doing. Which is great. There are positive all, benefits to government. Can you imagine having a job where on a good day you find lots of shit? Yeah. Where you've done your job the best, you have successfully found a lot of shit. I found a lot of disease today. Putting just, the keys on the ring. How was your day, honey? I didn't find any shit. Yeah, it's just terrible. <laughs> yeah, everything was clean wah, and perfect. Wah, wah. Ten hours at the office, I didn't find one rat turd. Yeah. Ugh. Jesus, I've never had a day like that. Slow day for rat turds. This whole idea of the 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 implied plan of the of the pods is the whole idea is like first we're going to take over the garbage men yeah <laughs> because so that we can get rid of the husks we're that was a thing from the original if i recall yeah i don't i don't remember if it remember there was, was, a, there, was there was a i remember there being a garbage truck in it and i thought it was a pod thing like they had well, pods there's a, there's in the a truck, truck full of pods it's not a garbage truck it's just a big but, it's like uh, a but don't they use trash cans to transport them truck. at one point or they, there's no, one no, in the no, trash no, can no 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 there's there's a <gasps> or maybe that's that's something else never mind I was thinking of Animorphs. That that's true, yeah. <laughs> yeah, see, there you go. That's a statement like, that was never made. <laughs> oh, look, there's a guy running. No, pay no attention. That's it. Well, you know, oh, I'm sure he's guys. got somewhere to go. Yeah, it's a, I'm sure it's not my business. When you got to go, you got to go. He's all looking up to the sky. Maybe he's just worried it's going to rain. It's cold. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's now, San Chris, Francisco. Now, Chris, let's go. Oh, there's, a, there's a little setup there. If something yeah. is going to pay off later. But um, but they're, you know, they, they're going to pay that off. Also, the whole idea of weird things happening in the city, they're going to pay it off with the 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 Kevin cameo that's going to come up. Right. Yeah. That was cute. He's been running around screaming that shit for 22 yeah, exactly. years. Exactly. <laughs> He's still, she's been trying. He's been trying all this time. Mike, will you have a fro if you let your hair grow out or is it not curly enough for that? I actually, when I was, when I was very little up until I was about three years old, I totally had, uh, Donald's Sullivan hair. <laughs> um, I totally had curly hair like that, but if I let it grow out now, it's wavy, but it's not curly, so it won't turn into that. That's a bummer. I wanted you to be in the Jackson 5. <laughs> <laughs> There's other problems with that. I was going to have to tackle those as I came yeah. to them, but the first thing was first you don't step, have a fro. fro. <laughs> question mark, question mark, question mark. Profit. Revive profit. Michael. <laughs> yeah. Question mark. Jackson 5. Yeah. Profit. Yeah, profit. And then at some point, you have to change your name. I was also I was also a big fan of Michael Jackson when I was young and curly haired. <laughs> now, see there you go. Like look at there's a dude peering at you know staring out the door. And again it's like, is he a pod person? Or is he just or a weirdo? Just weird. <laughs> Welcome to modern life. You don't know. You don't there's no way to know. And he was just carrying a rat, I'm pretty yeah. sure, just then. Yeah. yeah. Just showing just showing hey, Dude, he's like Michael J. Fox and Frighteners, but for government inspection of cleanliness. He'll just bring a rat with him and <laughs> yeah. find and put a turd there, and then go. I, ah, look at how? What about well, this? Well, some people He's make a turd that planter. accusation. Some people make that accusation when you find turds and rats in the restaurants. Certainly, that, that there are turd planters, government yeah. turd planters. Yeah. That's also a pretty good name for a character. Well, everything the government does is a massive conspiracy. Yeah, I mean that's just proven. Or fact. like a news anchor. That's not even my opinion. That's just the way it is. Yeah, yeah that's that's. Welcome to eight o'clock news. I'm government turd planter. <laughs> Most of what they do does involve turds, though. It seems like one way or another. Yeah. Uh, 
That was this is one shot right now, isn't it? So far. So far. Yeah. There's a lot of very interesting camera work that goes on in this. A lot of it's handheld, obviously, but uh, very 70s uh, style. Yeah. Kaufman but, uh, is it's it's one of those things where, you know, Kaufman is a really sophisticated kind of arty filmmaker. Yeah. Doing this kind of interesting pulpy topic, and that's why it 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 holds up. That's why it sort of transcends. It's like right because he's making a movie. He's <laughs> like, I'm not yeah. doing a a B movie. I'm yeah. going to make a movie my way, and it's just going to happen to have these the, be about this topic. Yeah. Yeah. I think his next movie was The Right Stuff, right? Because The Right Stuff was like 1980-ish or something like that. You know, uh, Chris, let's see. Very soon after. This is actually, uh, when, when Tropes has a franchise, it usually just says, we're doing the entire franchise with this one page, so it'll be like the 1956 version has this. <laughs> it's pretty it's pretty um, slim on Tropes for this franchise, which is weird to me. Okay, so there's been four movies. Yeah. Haven't there been four based on this? Fast Five was also a part of this franchise. Oh, yeah, that's true. Alien Invasion, Assimilation Plot, and then John was a zombie. <laughs> right, sure. Okay, good. Body Horror, and then The Cameo, and a bunch of... Uh, I enjoyed the sequel, Two Invasion, Two Snatchers. That was, <laughs> that was my two favorite. Two Invasion, Two Snatchers. <laughs> <laughs> two Bodies, Two Snatchers. I, pre- yeah. I preferred the prequel to that one, which was Invasion and Snatchers. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, if, at which point will we have enough Body Snatchers movies that it is literally an invasion of Body Snatchers? <laughs> There is a line that once you cross it, there are too many of them, and I it's an invasion. That, I think there's a, a film snatchers. festival title waiting to happen yeah. right there. Invasion of the Invasion of the Body Snatchers. That's great. That'd be like a, like a weekend at the New Bev. Yeah. No. I'd totally go to that. But when you came out, you'd be different. I, f- I think, I mean, we were talking about... Uh, the Wanderers was between... Oh, uh, the Wanderers. Of all. See, yeah, like if you look at his filmography, it's it's very varied. It's not like, you know, he's not like, you know, what's a Philip Kaufman film? Well, yeah. it's all kinds of films. This move. This is also. The, here's where you you feel the um, the time, and not in a negative way, but just this is this is a oneer, but it's not moving around a lot. It's allowing them to move through the space, mm-hmm. and it's just like here's a scene. It's a, basically just a master shot, but but you know he's getting closer, she's getting closer, moving back and forth. Yeah, and he's actually cooking the whole yeah. time. I mean, <laughs> Sutherland's actually had to cook while he's doing the whole. That's thing. one of his things on his resume: rock climbing, horse riding, cooking. Was that a driver's was, license? Was that a thing in 1978? Was everyone into like stir fry? Was, I'm, was I'm still happening? into stir fry. That's my favorite thing to do. Oh well, sure, but but was that that seems like it was kind of a, it was well, it was like at it was the, the time, exercise and the stir fry. Yeah, exactly. Right? Well, at the time it was like yeah, if you were like a you know queer ball who lived in San Francisco, you'd do yeah. gay shit like that. Sure, you know, very exotic. See, that's exactly stir, stir fry was the sushi of the 70s. Yeah, yeah pretty much because that's exactly she's gonna do the eye trick. It was like through the oh through I lo- the I love her forever because of the through eye the the like. Up to the 50s or 60s, it was like it's just American. There's meat hamburgers and, and hot dogs and meat and potatoes, and then and then later on we started doing like the gay Asian shit. And, and <laughs> yeah, it's like you're you know. eating with chopsticks. You're you know clearly a communist. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Do they have American restaurants in other countries? Yeah, well, yeah. And, they'll, yeah. and they'll freak you right out if too. you're willing to call McDonald's a restaurant. Then yeah. yes. No, well, if it, what I mean is like we have like oh a Thai place. Do they have what would they serve their burgers? Yeah. Burgers yeah. Like, fries, in, like yeah. in Berlin, we used to go to the the American joint, which was trying to be like a fifties. Everything American, at least in Berlin, was always like if it's American, it's the fifties. It's like motorcycles and Elvis, and that's America. Woo! You know, that's that was the whole thing. But I'll yeah, take but, it. To be fair, yeah. a lot of people, a Burgers lot of people in this country, still think of America that way. Yeah, exactly. So. And uh, well, as I've ah, mentioned, God, it's that, yeah, it's great. And this again, is, as they say, it's just a thing she could do, and they just put. Oh it yeah, into sure. The, put it into but I don't movie. think that's a great way to prove that you're not an alien of some sort. Yeah, <laughs> it's, yeah it's kind of like no. Nah. <laughs> 
God, I love that so funny. I love that. I'm waiting for that scene again. As I've said, uh, I said to some other commentary, I, th- I think, or maybe just it's you know in Japan, um, you know we think of Asia rice, which is true because that's their staple starch. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the staple starch of Asia. Um, our staple starch in America is wheat. Um, so you know anything like so wheat is like if it's if it's, it's made of corn if it's uh, and I'm sorry and corn all the more so corn is the purely American one. Um, so in Japan, if it's got corn, that's American. So like literally if you literally there's like if you go to Pizza Hut in Japan and have the American style pizza it's got corn kernels on it because you know and and there's no reason not to put corn kernels on a pizza as is, is it weirder than tomatoes yeah, like it, pi- pineapple makes more yeah, sense yeah is, is it weirder <laughs> to put you know uh, chopped onion it's you know, it's another vegetable why not um, and, but, and and i mean but, they uh, do that here at the california pizza kitchen it's like what the fuck can we put on there exactly. something else exactly so squid Anything. and corn is uh, the american style um so yeah if it's if it's got corn just arbitrarily thrown on top that's american in japan that would allow them to do that creative shit they like to do where they make a funny pattern out of the things on the thingy because then you could use that for... It'd be like a light bright. It'd be lots of little pieces yeah. and <laughs> lots, of, lots of pizza pixels yeah. that you can play with. Anyway, just if you, if you want to go more... For more on that topic, uh, you can look up the documentary King Corn um, and, and a few other things because uh, corn is, is... Literally, there's nothing in America we don't eat that has... That lacks corn. Everything we eat has corn in it. Well, most finally, of, most of what we sit on and wear has corn <laughs> yeah, in it, too. Exactly. We so. have finally cracked corn and nobody yeah. cares. And okay. nobody cares. This uh, just these little weird little touches. This you know the the dry cleaning inflatable suit. It's yeah. just like ah, what a weird thing, you know. Yeah, it's just all this like random. It 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 has this great sense of reality to it because it has all these just random little like details and yeah. and moments. These just kind of odd things that just pop up, which is what happens in real life. Yeah. Which is like all these details that don't really relate to anything in a story. Ideally. All the details should relate back to the central right. spine or whatever it is, but that's not how well, real life works. So it's it's always this balance of going between you know the every detail matters to hey, just random details. But it also works for a movie like this because it's setting the it's setting the tone because you're watching that and you're like that's weird and unsettling. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's keeping me in that headspace, even though it's perfectly valid and real. Right. That's fucking weird. Well, it's it's and a, upset me. It's a red herring. It's a it's the yeah. old horror trope of like here's this thing. Is, is that what's going to get you? Yeah. Or this thing, is they, that what's going to get you? They did keep, because the, this is was somewhat involved in the in the original too, but they, they amped it up like they amped up many things in this version. This whole idea of, um, I don't know, this very 70s, is like, you should go, you know, go see my friend. He's a psychiatrist, and, you know, he'll give you some pills to make you feel okay again. Um, and it's commenting on that as well, this whole idea of, like, just what are the pod people really other than us without emotion? And and and, but, and yet we're not supposed to have emotion. We're kind of like trying to like, no, my you're feeling upset. Go talk to my friend, yeah. the doctor, yeah. and he'll make you not which, have emotion anymore. Which I think is far more than the the red scare trying to continue the red scare theme. Well, that's that's part of it. That's I think what Philip Kaufman is really trying to do is go, oh no, all this self help, you know, mm. get in touch with your feelings and then let them go thing. That's weird and crazy. Yeah, that's and don't the do alien. That. Yeah. That's, that's the bit where you are no longer human, even though you're acting like one and look like one. Yeah, he yeah. talks about that to some degree in, in, the com- in yeah. his commentary for so it. So I think it's really nice that they grounded in this constant sort of like, uh, you know, I, I, maybe you're maybe you're just crazy, and and so you're you know, as as these people are seeing all these things. They have to keep questioning, like, am I just adding up things that don't actually add up? I'm just, right. you know, I just saw a weird guy, and he looked at me funny, and, and, and that's all that was, and it doesn't mean anything. You know? it, it doesn't yeah. have anything to do with the other go- weird guy <laughs> who looked at me funny. They're just both in the yeah. same city. Yeah, that, that whole idea of, like, you know, I'm, you know, questioning your own – I mean, the heroes uh, – 
can't think of too many movies where the hero stays this conflicted this long about whether there's anything to be heroic about or not. You know, it's like, well, it's just what is happening? I mean, he's just trying to figure it out, but he doesn't have a clear, like, here's what we're going to do until li- very late in the movie, which is kind of unusual. You know, the, he's, he's, he's still manages, the Sutherland's character still manages to be the hero, but he doesn't really have a, a strong direction to follow, other than he's he's really just mostly trying to help Brooke Adams and uh, later Goldblum and uh, yeah, that's true. There really Carly. isn't a moment uh, until very late in the mm-hmm. film where he he has any kind of a like refusal of the distinct refusal of the call and then acceptance of the call. Whereas, no, this is crazy. No, wait, it's not crazy. Let's do this. <laughs> I mean, none of that. There's no real clear moments of either of those. That's that's one of the things I've I've. Um, I mean, I've spoken of it in The Thing and, and other just horror movies around this time is they don't spend a lot of time with that, with the this can't be happening and blah, blah, blah. It's like uh, he's 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 got uh, the, like we were just talking about. He's got the period where he's going, I don't know what's happening. I don't know right. if anything's happening at all. But once something clearly is happening, he's like. This is happening. Right. I'm not going to spend any more time denying it. <laughs> we're we're just going to have to deal with it as it comes. Which makes him a great rationalist hero because yeah. he's he's not he doesn't <laughs> jump to a conclusion. He doesn't you know right at the bottom. This is what's happening before he has all the evidence. But when he has the evidence, yeah. he has no problem coming to the conclusion. <laughs> it's like well, the evidence seems to support the the the, the strange conjecture. What's the uh, is it the Sherlock Holmes lines like uh, when you've eliminated all the other possibilities? The last one, no matter how ridiculous, must be it. Yeah. You know, something no like try. that. That was Mr. Spock. <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> uh, yes, that is a home line. But it's, mm-hmm. it's also the Sagan line of extraordinary claims require extraordinary evidence. <laughs> and the pod person, I would count that as extraordinary evidence. Yeah. If, it, well, yeah, if, if, a, if a clone of me grew out of a plant yeah. I go, <laughs> while well, I slept. That's messed up, but I yeah. think it's real. Uh, yeah. I think it's happening. That's messed up, and I'm not going to... I'm not going to ascribe any outside motives to it, I, you know, but I, it is there. There are certain, <laughs> and I can't think of any examples, maybe you can, but it seems like that's movies that don't understand what skepticism is, that skepticism yeah. is, is no, no, uh They think of that is like, they'll have and a skeptic. they get eaten by the monster. But they'll have yeah. a skeptic who literally will like look at the thing and go, I don't believe it. It's a, it's yeah. like, no. Yeah. They, that's, someone, it's, they, they that's, make those that's in not movies. a skeptic. That's an idiot. Yeah. Right. The misunderstanding <laughs> is, you know, the, the believer will believe no matter what, and the skeptic will disbelieve, disbelieve no, no matter, matter what. what. And that's not how skepticism that's not works. How it works out. And then, uh, Which hey, is the great thing about the that Harry Potter fanfic, the methods of rationality, yeah. is because Harry Harry Potter starts off the, the story as a skeptic, but when he gets the clear evidence that magic exists, he goes, okay. Like, All right. Yeah, let's figure is. out how this works. Yeah. But sure, there it is. I think are we about to have the uh, the, the, the cameo yeah. here? But these driving comps, uh, kind of. Well, not comps. <laughs> Sorry, no. I meant the shots. What now? I meant shots. Yeah. I meant shots. I'm just so used to thinking of them yeah. as comps like this. But imagine how hard it must have been to comp with that broken windshield yeah. to get that refraction right. It's almost wow. These dri- well, you you that would be comped in too, obviously. But exactly. Um, look, look. There he is. is. Anyway, you were saying about the driving um, shots. The driving shot. It, did she? Did it, she say just then? Are we going to have dinner while the while this guy is pounding on? I their think window? we probably only saw the subtitles came in late. Mm-hmm. All right, it's but moving quick. Um, th- just like the Wait, stir fry thing, no, I was like, I think no, he's the actually subtitles driving. Have, the subtitles have lost their minds right now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the subtitles I think are lagging. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> We're having bizarre subtitle issues right now. I'll play with it. Okay. Maybe. Well, don't kill the. If you turn it off and turn it on, maybe it'll reset. Yeah. But anyway, so uh, uh, you were saying? I, sorry, I was saying that they were. Yeah, just like the stir fry, 
I think he's actually driving, but but yeah, he keeps. Yeah. You know, they're they're it's not, not on a the, tow. Yeah, it's not a tow. It, I don't think it's a push, but at it's least like, in the first one, in the side shots, it's probably a yeah, tow. Yeah. But but he yeah. was. But the reason I was saying they were kind of freaking me out, I was like, "There's a broken windshield," and he keeps like staring at her. He's not watching the road. <laughs> yeah, that, dude, they're driving in San Francisco. No wonder yeah. he hit a guy. No wonder. He- uh, yeah. The tribute uh, later on when they get in the cab to to go to the airport, and that's actually the cameo of the director of the '56 version. He's also really driving, and he, he's an older guy at that point, and they're just driving at night, and the trivia says that it's um, Brooke Adams. Yay! Ad- Yay, Jeff Goldblum, Brooke Adams, and uh, Donald Orford. Sutherland. Where, like, their fear, their nervousness is genuine because mm-hmm. he's an old guy driving <laughs> at night, <laughs> yeah. and he's just not – and trying to act, and the guy's not an actor right. at all. So it's but their nervousness is not acting. It's I, real. I like, I like the uh, piece of trivia, by the way, about – about the cameo that we just saw, other than the fact that it's, you know, the obvious cameo. Apparently, in between takes, you know, when they were oh, going to yeah, shoot yeah. it, uh, he was on the set and they were all getting ready, and there was a bum there, <laughs> like an actual San Francisco bum who knew what was going on, and he walks up to the guy and he goes, "Your version was better." <laughs> wow, that's great. That's like that's like you're having a body snatchers moment, right? Yeah, while doing body snatchers. Like, what? Should I? Is that weird? Um, I don't Dude, know. Jeff Goldblum looks like your friend Ray in this movie. He does. He does look like Ray Duran. Anyway. He's just, he's just a lot of teeth right now. Yeah, he's a nose and teeth. Yeah. And a lot of hair. Dude, he really does. Anyway, I, he's so great in this scene. He's just like completely a douchebag, just talking over the thing. And then he's like, I'm on the phone with the yeah. police. He's like, uh, don't come. He's like, he, he talks just, to the phone. He walks into the movie fully Goldblum. <laughs> it's, it's not like you can. He's sprung from the head of Zeus. Yeah. <laughs> fully formed. He was, he was Goldblum from day one. <laughs> That's called emotional preparation. <laughs> a lifetime's worth. <coughs> yeah, he's a great character. He's a character that we, you know, everybody knows that guy. Yeah. You know, that angry, you know, yeah. Why is jealous the world of success guy. Yeah. You know, everybody, some of us are that guy. Uh, and uh, just he's it's just a great character in this kind of world, you know, in this kind of, uh, you know, this arty, especially in San Francisco of the of the 70s, for heaven's sake. I mean, the ground zero of... You know, and in L.A., we're going. Oh, there are a bunch of really they're crazy art fags up in San Francisco. Those people are nuts up in San Francisco. You know, the only thing that separates us from the animals is that like three inches of skin between the sideburn and the hair under the ear. If that ever connected, then we're back to bears. Yeah, yeah wolves. Suddenly, we're wolves. Ah, it's it's a, a very important little bit. Then. The right under the ear. There's no. There's no beard there. Moment is important because otherwise, he'd just have an ear and a big patch of hair. I like. I I I did enjoy that moment, and it goes back to what you were saying about the the whole idea of psychology and uh, this being kind of about pop psychology and 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 whatnot. Because you know, there's the there's the woman crying, which again is also a one to one correlation with the previous movie mm-hmm. about you know it's my husband, but it's not my husband. She's yeah. talking about the he's scar always, is gone. Yeah. yeah. Well, no, but that's the that's the punchline is that the scar is not gone, and it and everyone's like. Why did you just tell me that story then? <laughs> what are you talking yeah. about? <laughs> but but of course from 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 our perspective we we do it's it sounds crazy and it's it's hard to explain but we're like but it's body snatchers. I totally understand what she's trying to say. Yeah. She just can't figure out she's like every every detail is correct but right. he's not right. One of the things that I, I I think is personally for me is just fascinating about it is it doesn't matter there's no way to know and it doesn't really matter at which point he Leonard turned, Nimoy crossed over, right? He because he's working for them one way or another, yeah. regardless. Yeah. He's he's furthering their mission. It's almost yeah, like, it's they, like you they didn't have to take him over. He was <laughs> he was doing the work already. You don't know. I mean, he could very conceivably be a pod even at this point. You yeah. just don't know. Or he, he could, could just be a douchebag pop psychologist. Could, yeah. he, he could be Spock trapped in a weird temporal flux yeah. on Earth. 
just well, using I, what he knows about mind melds. I don't know stop. anything about Star Trek. Uh, it, it's actually <laughs> yeah. It, yeah, it's keep actu- going. It's actually really smart casting and, and to, Philip- save, to save the Wookies. <laughs> yeah, because of the yeah. When Gandalf from Planet X, <laughs> uh, it and was then a- Wolverine. It actually really was uh, smart casting on Philip Coffin's part, and he he says in the commentary that he did it on purpose. Is like because it's Leonard Nimoy, and because you know this up until this point he had only been known really as Spock. You expect okay. him to be all rational and cold, and well, yeah, and a hero when he spends when he spends the whole movie being pretty cold and logical. None, no part of your brain goes. It's not you're not triggered on that because right. it's like, yeah. of course, that's of course who he is. Yeah. Spock. That's who he is. Yeah. He sounds perfectly reasonable, and and he is perfectly reasonable. Yeah. I mean, he is the voice of reason. It's just that there, you know, this is an unreasonable situation where, you know, being like, no, I'm sure everything's fine is not the right answer. Yeah. And, 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 you know, an unreasonable situation where the reasonable reaction, as, as we were discussing, you know, towards the end, it's like at a certain point when the majority of the world is a pod person, what's what's your up? Well, well, you not being a pod person, you're the problem now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're you're the crazy odd man out. Which it's a it's, it's an Omega I am Le- it's an I am legend thing as well. Yeah, uh, or Omega Man. Yeah, it's, it's based on I am legend, which is you Omega know Omega Man didn't didn't go there though. Okay. Omega Man was like they're monsters, they're evil, they must be destroyed. Yeah. yeah, the the gag of I am legend, the book, and the alternate ending of the 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 real the ending, real ending, of the real ending is is the the twist where he realizes, oh, I've become the monster now. I'm the thing that goes bump in the night, and the vampires are the species they're the dominant species i'm the monster it's yeah. it's not yeah. the other way around i'm no anymore. longer the hero yeah. I'm, I'm the villain yeah i'm the thing that comes and kills you in your sleep yeah. <laughs> yeah i'm the i'm the thing that they warn their children about yeah which he is well yeah that's exactly. it. that's the point that's i'm talking about will smith oh yes oh that's true yeah, yeah. god i, I locked uh, my doors yeah i've never invited him in uh. <laughs> no whoa no, that's, would you invite him to dinner michael no. Yes, I would. He wants to talk about Scientology. Does he? Oh no. Yeah, that's yeah. a thing. Great show. That happened. Sorry. Okay, that's why. <laughs> talk about talk about <laughs> fucking body snatcher. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the pod yeah. people got to him. I, I love that. He, you know, Leonard Nimoy does the thing. He basically he throws Jeff Goldblum against the wall just to turn to to Brooke uh, and go, "How did you feel yeah, about see that?" What I did there. And Jeff that's Goldblum so... is great. Like, what? <laughs> yeah. what the oh, f- you douchebag! <laughs> how about how I felt about that? Yeah, and again, that's so you know, that's so. I mean, if you to know like the kind of bullshit pop psychology that was oh. going on in the seventies. Oh my God, with Est and you know, that was coming out of the Bay Area, um, and Est, you know, metastasized into Life Spring and all these other horrifying things that would kind of come down to L.A. and you would go to these group meetings and and be bombarded with this weird jargon and yeah. it was really just it was very it was very invasion of the body snatchers i mean literally my there was uh in the 80s uh est had kind of fallen out of favor but it basically morphed into this thing called life spring which is the same thing and it was the closest i've ever been in real life to pod people because you know literally i had friends who were like yeah i'm gonna go to the meeting because my wife really wants me to go and then like a week later you come back and their eyes are like copper pennies and they're like no it's really awesome trey you should check it out i swear to god it was creepy as fuck <laughs> and uh, you know to this day when anyone says yeah i got involved in this new group and it, it's teaching me to actualize my personhood self-wise i like go ah! And run because anything that's got that weird ass jargon to it, yeah. where they start having to make up words because yeah. they don't actually have anything to Red offer. Red fucking flag. We're yeah. not putting a fine point on it, but I don't think I know the other version of the word thetans and what it's been used for the whole time, and they just sort of co-opted it. I think they just sort of made that one up. Well, yeah. well, well theta is a is a theta thing. is a Greek just, letter, but but apparently apparently with Scientology they they not only have their own jargon, but they have co-opted a bunch of 
what, like there's a oh it's like an amalgam of uh, everything well well i think it's operation clambake or whatever one of those one of those sites that that exposes scientology basically talks about there are people you know kids who grew up in scientology who grew up speaking english had to learn to speak it again essentially because they yeah. use words so weird in scientology yeah. that they they essentially couldn't communicate in some in some ways do you remember an example no i don't off the top of my head but i would check it i think it's on uh, xenu.org is the the website the anti-scientology website site run by a group called operation clambake for whatever reason i don't remember that's got something to do with scientology too though but wasn't was clambake the one that was the 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 license to the to the Domain lapsed and Scientology bought it. And, oh, maybe and one of those things. Clambake is one of those that got compromised or something like that. But uh, Zenu.org, I think, still is is real. Well, <laughs> yeah, and well, then the real anti-Scientology. Yeah, and now, then there's. Is, I, I mean, I you know we we were talking about pop psychology, but then there's this where it's like there there is a perfect validity to you know, relaxation and spa therapy and stuff like that. But again, when they start talking about, oh, it's going to cleanse your, your spirit and, and reactualize your – oh, God, it's a, <laughs> yeah. it's a no, tub it, full of mud. It's just, yeah, it's okay. a tub full of mud. It's kind of cool and squishy and yeah. relaxing, but uh, let's not get spiritual about it. Yeah. God, he does look like Ray. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> it's fucking weird. And he never has before for me. I've never gotten that hit before. I, none of you know Ray, so that doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah no. no. Just, does he look like Jeff Goldblum at all? He yes. looks. He looks exactly like <laughs> Jeff Goldblum in this movie. Okay. So, how do you know they're not the same person? You ever seen Ray and Goldblum in the same room at the same time? Not in the seventies. <laughs> <laughs> and look, he's reading When Worlds Collide. I get it. Wah, wah. Boy, that job sucks as much as the Turd Planter. <laughs> Go, Veronica. It's like an auto. Oh, Jesus, God. Yeah. That, just, that close up. You just got to think of yourself as like a, a butcher or something. I'm just tenderizing <laughs> yeah, the meat. A mortician. This is not a person. Now, see, she's the <laughs> she's the you know interesting thing because she starts out. She's the you know, and again, boy, was this a thing in the '70s too? And I guess people still have it. But the whole idea is she, the music is for the plants. You know, the, the plants love music, and you have to talk to your plants and all that kind of stuff. And that kind of went away, thank oh my God. God. They, did, they did a Mythbusters episode. I don't remember about, how it was. Yeah, about talking to plants. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and playing the different music. Well, they, yeah. they also Do you remember did, how that turned out? No, they, well, well, the first the first result was that one kind of music was clearly different, and they kind of freaked out. They were like, uh, we have to run the experiment again. Was it music or was it pain? It was both. It, was, was, it was injuring it. It was being mean to it. Yeah, it was the, playing and music. And at one point, oh, they got this right. really strong false positive Yeah, for like one thing. Yeah, and they were like, huh, okay. But that's fine. Welcome to science. Yeah, I was I, I was intrigued by that, and actually, I don't think that they like. I'm I'm fairly confident. I'm I'm confident that it was a false positive. But the way that they went about testing it again, I'm like that didn't properly demonstrate that it was a false positive. Right. I don't think yeah. they did a proper uh, new, second experiment. Yeah, to, they to kind check of went, oh, it. we cleared that up. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's like no, no. Because because now I'm intrigued <laughs> because I'm pretty sure that was a false positive, but I would like to confirm that because if it's not, that's also interesting. What's interesting about what I like about Veronica Curry, she's the most like airy fairy spiritual you right. know, hippie chick of all, and yet she kind of is the one who sort of grasps things right. the fastest. She's, she's the one that lands on the explanation. Well, it's it's <laughs> yeah. it's that old time honored trope of where you know you have the supernatural thing happening, and then somebody just kind of speculates in the middle of a conversation. Well, what if it was this and that and the aliens, and then they're doing this specific plan, and then it turns out that's exactly what it <laughs> that's is. That's ridiculous. Uh-huh. Well, uh-huh. Wait well, a minute. It's also, you know, if like I mean, like we were talking about the believers versus skeptics. If if you're of the believer persuasion, where you're where you're willing to go, like I think this is the explanation, and then just 
that's you you accept the thing that you just pulled out of your Done, own head. Done. Good. Solved. Um, you know, occasionally you're gonna. Th- if if you're just always throwing stuff against yeah, the wall yeah. like that, sooner or later you're going to be right, and you're going to be right before the other people who wait for evidence. <laughs> but that's purely by accident. <laughs> you get lucky. Yeah. Yeah. If you believe anything, something's right. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to be right in there somewhere. But yeah, we've had a lot of creepy stuff going on with shadow play and and you know the guy who was reading One Worlds Collide. Did we I, already? We we must have at this point because it was in the conversation where Donald Sutherland is talking to her, saying, "Well, I'll take you to to my friend and we'll find out what's going wrong." And he like lists the possible reasons, and it's uh, one of them is like maybe he turned gay, talking about her <laughs> husband. Yeah, I was like, oh, that's that's not how that works. <laughs> <laughs> Good job. The 70s. We didn't know at the time what happened, <laughs> how that worked. It's like, well, maybe he, you know. Yeah, they'd only they'd only just right around now figured out that it wasn't a mental disorder. They'd only <laughs> yeah. just taken that out of the and APA only because this is in San Francisco. Yeah, you know, because it's like you go to San Francisco, you might turn gay. It's just it's a it's a given because there's so many of them there. You might catch whatever that is, and, <laughs> you know. Or as, or as the conservatives are so are so <laughs> like to say, it's like if kids are raised like that, they're going to think that's normal. Surprise! That's exactly what happened. Your worst fears were actually true. Your paranoia was completely correct. So, okay, finally, finally some hard evidence of something. Like, yeah. Okay. Finally that's, something weird happened. That's clearly not normal. Yeah. That's off. That is not, that's right out. Whatever that is, that's out. So we are about how I mean where time-wise where are we in the movie? I mean we we're sort of uh, beyond Oh, uh, we're 40, about 41 minutes. 40 minutes. So we're kind so of So this is the act 1 break right here. Yeah, it's yeah. Uh, so it's it's coming appropriately long. No, so I guess it's act 1. Yeah. Act well, 1. Act, act 1 would be into act 2. Yeah. But act 1 would be should you know, break according into to act according two. to the rules should oh, yeah. be, you know, a third of the way, you know, as a third of the story. I think we're past that. I think we're sort of Yeah. you know, we're not following. Oh, Blake Snyder's not going to be pissed about this. <laughs> He's going to not be happy. Uh, it had to happen on page 25. Exactly. If it doesn't happen, then screw you. Your, your script's no good. But meanwhile, Star Wars is a brilliant script, even though <laughs> yeah. the inciting incident doesn't happen until page 40. Anyway. Yeah, never mind. <laughs> Whatever. That was another just great moment of actually like weird empiricism on her part because, you know, Jeff Goldblum comes out with like, hey, question for you and, que- you know, question about this, question about that. And Veronica Carr is just like, just let him fucking look at it. For the love <laughs> yeah, of God. I love also the great reaction here where he just takes the thing off and he kind of going, oh, my God. He goes, what, you, what is this bullshit? You know, it's like this clearly isn't real. You know, what, what are you guys playing at here? He's like he's looking I at it going. I've seen make this in the movies. Yeah, this is what it's like. You put a mannequin on the table. I saw a movie with Kevin McCarthy about this a long time ago. Yeah, it's like that movie. But, no, that would be the Human he, Centipede too. But he very, yeah. but he very quickly um, comes around to it. He's like, "What is this bullshit?" They're like, "No, seriously." He's like, "Oh, okay, But but they like look how quickly they do understand what's going on. They're like they're like it's like a growth. But it's easing. It's it's immature. Like you know what a mature one looks like. I mean, obviously it lo- it looks like a mature person. But you've never you don't know that it's turning into a person. He's like it's interesting. It's unformed and blah blah blah. I'm like, that's that's it's cool, but it's almost weirdly scientific how how well they're taking this. I like it the fact that he's he's not you know he's a health inspector. He's not quite a doctor. Yeah. So you know, he's, but I mean, there's crossover. Obviously, there's some you know some some similar skills going on. 
But, uh, you know, it's kind of like this is, the, this is the best we can do. It's like, well, my friend works for the health department. I guess let's call him. Uh, that's the best we got. How are you feeling about the uh, creature, for lack of a better term? It's good because they don't, you know, ask much of it. I mean, yeah. it just it's just a, a thing that's laying Painted there. Painted and gooped it up and set it down. Yeah. Later, they're going to do some actually pretty impressive. <laughs> Carrie Fisher the, joke. For the most part, yeah. For the most part, some pretty impressive uh, uh, critter work is coming up, of course. Um, culminating in the in the amazing dog shot, which is still pretty impressive stuff. Uh, and I, I want to. I wish I'd been on the set when they'd done that. That would have been fantastic. Well, the the bum wasn't impressed. So, yeah. <laughs> I bet the dog was iffy about it too. The dog's like, "What is this bullshit?" Blah 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 blah. blah, blah. So yeah, this is like uh, the 1956 invasion of the Body Snatchers, except in color. Yeah. It, well, it, it has a very film noir uh, quality to it, aspect to it. Yeah, which, which again is intentional. Again, it's beautiful. It's, again, Kaufman is you know he's a, he's a really great director, and it's it's. I mean, what are some other examples of? Because we've had them where a director who doesn't normally do like a genre that could be a schlocky kind of movie kind of brings like, wow, he really brought something really interesting to that. Well, we haven't done them, but Christopher Nolan. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. You know. Although I guess he, I guess he's gotten to the point where he does kind of just do those movies now. I mean, I mean, the Batman movies, Prestige, Inception, those are all the. But he didn't start that way. He yeah. started with very straightforward like crime thrillers and dramas. Uh, so. Yeah, Insomnia. Yeah. And, uh, and I'm sure, yeah, yeah there, I'm sure there are other examples we just can't think well, of right it, now. But they tend to goes, be. Well, we didn't, we didn't, well, we didn't like it at the time. But Fincher doing an Alien movie was kind uh, of yeah. like we didn't realize like oh he's he's like, doing a thing there. Well, you could also include Nicholas Meyer with the Star Trek movies in that. I mean, that's you know he was the Sherlock Holmes guy being brought in to do a you know space movie, and well, he was a Sherlock Holmes author, but uh, I don't think he directed Seven Percent Solution. Did he not? Oh, I don't well, think he so. he wrote this great movie by the way. Yeah, he wrote the he wrote the novel that the and then probably wrote the script. and That's how he got yeah. into. Got into the movie biz, and he was the guy who wrote some Star Trek movies early on. But um, I well, he wrote he wrote. And never thought of Nicholas Meyer as particularly a great visual stylist. I mean, Time After Time is a great concept, not not, not a very well directed movie, but uh, good good idea and a fun fun movie, fun movie just Ooh, not yeah. well made. I feel bad for and the actors. She's, she's already made the well. She she didn't make the connection, but she's like, oh my god, wake up! And then its eyes closed again. Yeah. She's like, now they're going to make the connection. Like, wait a second. I feel <laughs> which bad is nice. It's, it's yeah. nice that they. It's they, like the moment that someone first gets Portal. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it's nice that they they lay these basically the mechanics of how this works out a more clearly than than yeah. in the first one. Because I remember we talked about it in the first one. There was like, it's not really clear whether they take over the body or the pod. The pod takes over the original copy, or what you know, and it's, how it's a little distracting, but they, they ultimately fixed, doesn't matter. They fixed uh, they fixed the ending basically, or the the with the girl. Yeah, yeah. they, they cl- clarified right, right. that that rule. What do you mean? Much better. Well, in the in the in the original movie, when the when the um, the girl falls asleep, she wakes back up and she's a pod person in the same body, as far as we can tell. Whereas yeah, in he, this one, Kevin McCarthy goes running off. He leaves her in the cave. He runs off as she's her. Then he comes back, and now she's a pod person. Yeah. It's never really clear whether it's the same body right. or yeah. the, she's the in, copy. She's in the faster, the original. husk. It's like it's yeah. she's, they kind of broke the rules that they kind she's of She's in the same place yeah. that she fell. And actually, don't they have like a conversation, and then she falls asleep and wakes back up, and she's a pod or something? It, it, it's, that sounds familiar. But, uh, but in this one, 
she falls asleep, you know, she turns into a husk, and then the pod stands up from behind right. him. Yeah. So it's much clearer. And it's, a, it's an amazing moment, too. Yeah. Because you're like, oh, god damn it. You know, I mean, it's like, that's a, that's a great, you know, that's the most horrifying moment of all is like, you know, when she literally dissolves, yeah. you know, out of his hands. Spoiler. Yeah. But, um, you know, and, and his reaction, like, oh, he just, like, screams, like, oh. I would, too. Maybe Yoda I, I didn't die too. and become a ghost. He was just a pod person. And when he fell asleep, pod person, yeah, a, a second yes. evil... Yoda popped up. Mm. Another Yoda, an evil Yoda. Interesting theory. And Luke yeah. has to kill him. I've got an idea for a movie. <laughs> Star Wars 7, go. <laughs> where, where the pods get to the Star Wars planet. Yeah. Now here's like... And okay. they have to get there faster than the other pods, and someone says, now this is pod racing. Why? Go to your okay, room. red light. So Go to your room. Right <laughs> yeah, now. I hate you so much Go right to now. your room. I that was, was greenlit, now it's red lit. Yeah. <laughs> no yeah. more. Yeah, no. Thank you. Oh well, um, development on that pro- on that property is over now. We, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm looking up the because because as you mentioned, we we've done a few of them, so I was looking up other movies with, uh, you know, uh, like this, and and of course a, a great example is The Fly. Cronenberg yes. doing The Fly um, brought just what a very straight interesting up. Sense of the way. But Cronenberg's always done schlocky, horrifying, grotesque stuff. Yeah, so I just it? saw Naked Lunch, and I'm like, Woo! whoa, yeah, <laughs> that's Cronenberg for you. I've never seen anything quite like that, I will say. But, yeah, he does bring, you know, Cronenberg always had a, you know, he was a, always a filmmaker. He just chose to make that genre of film. Right. But, uh, yeah, he made among the most extreme versions of that genre of film. And it was one of those things where later we kind of go, oh, he's not a, you know, horrifying schlockmeister. He's an auteur. We just didn't know it at the yeah. time. We, we didn't get it. I was just horrified is all. Yeah. It's just I was grossed out. I guess He's I guess gone from watching basketball games to watching pressure gauges. <laughs> watching pressure which gauges. I'm not sure which one is the more pointless activity. Yeah, yeah I know. Either way. And uh, uh, I'm I'm surprised we didn't think of it, even though we just did it. But Stanley Kubrick coming to The Shining. Doing The Shining, you know? yeah, certainly certainly different than than most movies like that. But Stanley Kubrick be. is different in the sense that he he liked to genre hop, and he very clearly, at least in a certain that's, part of his career, true. was like, I'm gonna do I'm gonna make the sci-fi movie now, and now I'm gonna make the the horror movie, and now I'm going to make the period film mm. and the war movie. Yeah, I oh. like, but I like directors like like I, I guess him and, and Philip Kaufman who are like, I'm not the guy who makes you know X kinds of, of movie. I'm not the guy who makes action movies. I'm the guy who I read a script and I like it and I make it, and it, I don't care what genre it's in. Yeah, you know? and that's and those tend to be one of the reasons those tend to be movies that turn out better than the average is because they're approaching it as a filmmaker saying this topic this this says something that i want to say mm-hmm. you know that they have it, it somehow or other it speaks to whatever they want to talk about and uh and kaufman very much wanted to talk about the alienation of modern life and you know how we don't know each other anymore and and all those things and this is just a property that allowed him to to bring that out yeah yeah and um <coughs> and what and wonderfully well, so I, I i i think you've really really nailed what it's about because that my whole thing looking back at it is as we've talked about, the '50s version is is almost transparently a, co- a communist, you know, allegory. And and watching Which this at the time, they were like, "No, yeah, they, yeah." They said no. They claimed not. Well, well, even if they weren't doing it intentionally, that's what was on their mind right, at right, the right. time. You know, that's still what their subconscious was saying. <laughs> yeah, was exactly. translated into what and, they and or that's why that movie was memorable to people right, at the time right. and is now a classic that we think about. And we know but about. Uh, but you know that wasn't a. a that wasn't as prominent here, although we were still, you know, uh, there there was a bit of that, and there was the Cold War still going on, and all of that, but not as not as extreme as in the fifties. And I was wondering, I was like, why does this 
why does this still work? Why does this resonate? This version resonate even more than that one did, mm-hmm. even even with that gone. It's it's what you hit on because it's it's not actually about that. It's about like you said, alienation within. Yeah. Uh, it's the, not like that's gone society. away since yeah. this movie was made. Yeah, exactly. it's, it's continued to 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 become all the more. You know how we're so distant from each other, and and uh, you know, <laughs> I mean, here we are, here we are. You know, talking randomly to humans that we've never met in person. <laughs> And yet who th- think they're friends of ours. But who are out there somewhere right now yeah. at this very moment. Hi, Which, everybody. No, but we're the friends in their head. Yes. Burn no, down your church. No emotion. Yeah. <laughs> Kill your parents. <laughs> Paul is dead. Paul <laughs> is dead. <laughs> anyway. Bye, Ovaltine. <laughs> God, that would suck. <laughs> That's what happens when you play a Coldplay record backwards. It just tells you to buy more Coldplay shirts. Yeah, and and you know respect your parents or something. <laughs> it's like it's very wholesome and annoying. Go to school. <laughs> Seriously, Stay I mean, school. if subliminal messages worked and like the whole backward record thing worked, why the 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 obvious message to put in is buy all my other records. Yeah. <laughs> it wouldn't be like hail Satan. Well, that was why, one of the things. You, what was the band? Was what was the band that? that was accused of doing that? Was it Sabbath? No, it wasn't Sabbath. It's, it was something like that. A lot of them. And one of them, one of the defenses that they used was. That your point is we're telling our audience to kill themselves. That's the Bill Hicks routine. What uh, Bill Hicks' the whole thing is like, uh, what, what, what band wants their audience to be dead? It's like, oh, let me get this straight. So I could, what if we killed our audience? <laughs> then I wouldn't be getting these blowjobs from groupies and all this money. I could sell shoes again. <laughs> That's a classic Bill Hicks routine. Leonard Nimoy and Jeff Goldblum are in a room together. Yay. Yeah. That's a that's a which perf- is pretty damn useless for six degrees of separation. That's a perfect storm of tall and skinny, man. That's awesome, and pointy. Yeah. Let's not forget the pointy. Oh yeah, look at that! Look at that! They're like <laughs> two pointy guys in the background. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> not look at him. He's like, this is kind of my dream come true, but boy, the timing sucks. Yeah, this is this is not the way I imagined <laughs> yeah, it. This is not the way this is it's supposed to go. It's the situation, but not the circumstances. Yeah. so close. First of all, I totally thought I'd have a chance to get my windshield fixed first because I seem like such a just bum with the, <laughs> my busted up windshield yeah. no again it's like Leonard ne- I like to think that Leonard Nimoy still isn't a pod at this person <laughs> yeah at this point he's still he's still you know he's just being the he's being the pragmatist he's yeah. being like would everyone just please calm the hell down do you understand what you sound like because he's right again he's right yeah because I mean at this point and for however long he exists as a as a person he never sees any evidence he never sees anything that would make him go, okay. And by the time he sees the evidence, he's a pod. So <laughs> yeah. he's like, the, all he right, the evidence. Evidence. well, I'm convinced. He is the brute squad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he is the brute squad. Yeah. <laughs> nice one. Very nicely played. Uh, a lot of these shots that uh, they're just kind of like the random shoe leather shots or the, the kind of the random shots of people on the street uh, are not part of... Not part of the set anyway. They just drove around and got their <laughs> right. shots. And got creepy people and got, doing weird things. And got people doing creepy things at some points, but at other points just going about their lives. And in, uh, he It's says, just the context. He, he says yeah. in the commentaries, like, if we did things right up until this point, this shot is just people walking around, but we'll still have the same effect. Yeah, it creeps of, you out. It well, makes yeah, you worry. You're, you're feeling the... You're feeling the, the um, you're feeling the presence of these other people because yeah. now you're you're paranoid. Now you're suspicious of right. all these other people, and, and you're noticing them for the first time. There's there's of. there's a sequence later on where uh, Donald Sutherland is kind of walking around on the streets um, by himself, and it's it's a little further on, but that is literally like they had the 
the the camera kind of wrapped in a towel or a uh-huh. jacket or something, and they just kind of followed him around. And that's every everything that everybody's doing on that street. Those are just people on the street uh-huh. just doing their thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's just the the context and the, the situation of it up to that point that conveys that sense of paranoia. Here, too, it's like, you know, the, the cops may or may not be pod people. Again, it doesn't matter because it's like, because, you, because, you did what exactly? Yeah. You know, because like, everything he is doing does seem crazy yeah. <laughs> at this point. To, to, I, I would say I would I would say that they're not uh, other than her husband obviously I would say that they're not pod people at yeah, this point Cause, because no. the yeah because the way he's reacting is like he, the the cop has this quality of like are you serious are you, <coughs> just this this kind of yeah. like they seem a little more alive than a pod person is yeah. you know they're, they're actually more like oh god how do we you know, you're the psychiatrist you got this handled great we're out gone yeah, it's like can I go home yet my shift was supposed to be over an yeah. hour ago yeah oh you're the famous guy nice okay good yeah. See that's, and that's that's the weird moment there because he, the, I mean, the cop is is saying you should consider pressing charges and stuff like that. Um, which, if they were both pod people, he wouldn't probably be going through quite the same sort of yeah. you know motions and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then what I love is that weird moment where he basically says, "No, I'm not going to press charges," and the the camera goes, mm, where everyone goes, <laughs> "What?" <laughs> like even Donald Sutherland is like, "I seriously, I broke into your house and stole yeah. your wife, and you're not going to press." <laughs> really? Now this is weird. Is anyone paying attention to this? Yeah. <laughs> and everyone goes, "Oh, see, isn't that great that he's so you know taking it so well and yeah. so emotionless and calm?" He's like a full size Peter Dinklage. Look at him. He totally is. <laughs> oh, wow. Yes. There's the Trans America building. That which, looks like a model shot. It's yeah. funny, yeah. Yeah, it's totally fake. I hope someone lost their Here's job Here's where it is. That. He says this line, and then it's the laser disc break. <laughs> Let's back up and go <laughs> through it once the more. Be- they, start, the they start the scene? Cut to black. They start the scene, and he says, okay, they, Let's as, go back and go through to it that once more, perfect, and it cuts. That perfect act break of a establishing shot of the Transamerica building. That's yeah. not the act break. They actually go one shot into the scene, and it's a flip. Yes. That makes perfect sense. The only experience I have with something like that, because I didn't have laser discs, is when I got Titanic on VHS. It's oh, yeah. two parts, and they had a really beautiful moment. At the, uh, it's like it just ended, and uh, it's right after they've escaped. And then the second tape starts with Cal talking to the guy from Tron about how he's going to go get him. Well, yeah. I mean, if they care, it's perfectly easy to, to be do like, that. To yeah. cut it yeah. to at find the a moment end of a scene. In, yeah. Yeah. yeah, to find a moment that just works. Stuff. They do it with television shows all the time. Yeah, right about here. Anyway, the, Kaufman does mention this is Kaufman's own personal agenda. He mentions in the commentary his own commentary, which was a commentary that I listened to anyway because in the '78 commentary, what? Um, yeah, <laughs> the commentary is very much a modern day commentary within the past ten years or whenever right, they released back. it, and so it's you know those are often more interesting because they mm-hmm. you know they're they're a little more free to talk about right. the truth among other things and and the, you know the way they remember things and they don't get into um, so much the uh, what what, so, what someone referred to, to as the, yeah what someone referred to as the it was so cold that night commentary where people go <laughs> oh, remember that night that was so cold oh god it was cold that night <laughs> she's fun I like her. Ooh, it was cold then too, you know. As opposed to getting into something a little more interesting that you want to hear about in a commentary, um, but Kaufman remarks on the many times that you see the Trans America building in the background um, because it's it's was and is a a big feature of the San Francisco skyline. It's one of the defining buildings of the San Francisco skyline. It was skyline. rather new at that point, wasn't it? It's fairly new, but also because Trans America uh, was also the parent company that owned. United Artists at the time. So they could just use the building. Well, no, not that they could use the building. That was his statement about his own overlords who were always watching over him. And that's the the Trans-America building to him is the hive of the evil pod people. (laughs) (laughs) And and actually, there there is... 
you, there, you were a... talking about you were talking about you know the the swooping shot down from the clouds. One of the very first uh, the implication is we're POVing you know the the pod spores, and they're you know they plummet <laughs> yeah. through the atmosphere. Where do they go first? What's one of the first things that it that plummets and zooms in on the Transamerica building? Yeah. The idea is that the the pods landed on the literally landed on the Transamerica building, <laughs> yeah. and I think they're about it to they walk there. out onto the um, onto the balcony here and have another scene with the actual yeah, Transamerica. Yeah, it's very in the prominent in the background. And again, it's like it's like the Eiffel Tower of of San Francisco. Yeah. I mean, it's hard not to see the the Transamerica building, but uh, and even the Golden Gate Bridge. Like, is that the Golden Gate or maybe it's the Bay Bridge? I'm not sure. But <laughs> look, so yeah, there's the Transamerica yeah, building. He's, he's Kaufman. Kaufman talks about he's he's literally does this completely on purpose. <laughs> it's like <laughs> no, you're miss. They're right there. <laughs> That's where the evil is. <laughs> there in that building. If this were a more meta movie, the third act would be them going them to, the going to the Transamerica building. Transamerica building be like Fox Plaza. <laughs> yeah, breaking yeah. through the fourth wall and, and saving taking themselves. over. Yeah, blowing the. Fu- <laughs> <laughs> See, in the new remake, they should blow up the Transamerica building. <laughs> that would be the thing. And then, of course, you know they're, they're terrorists and they're bad people. So they, the the tragic ending is they all get captured. It is a very, you know, it's a pretty building, very spacious. It's a very pretty building. Very, very cool. One of the things that's uh, was I learned from the listening to the commentary for this that's actually really impressive is it's all locations. It, the the only r- real set in any way, shape, or form is the greenhouse at the end, and even that's just like a warehouse that they set yeah. dress pretty more yeah. more than actually it being a studio. Uh, but all of this is locations, and which it's something you never think about if you're not in the film industry, but once you're in, you, it's it's kind of assumed, in, and that they don't do it here. It's it, that the inside of that apartment was the same apartment as the balcony. Right. It, like it literally yeah, was physically the real the building. Si- that yeah. was the same, yeah. the same space. I was gonna which actually, never okay. never happens in movies, but it's not something you never oh, think there about. We go. Okay, he's so now he's crossed over, but we, we know don't know sure. exactly when it happened. But yeah. anyway, I was actually I was going to remark on that earlier on that scene, especially with the cops in the apartment building. I mean, this this cramped handheld style yeah. is about the only way you could <laughs> shoot it. You know, yeah. it's he's like he's got there's barely room in that room for a camera. And, and you, you already actors. have ten people inside of it, yeah. yeah. And it, it leads to this weird, very claustrophobic thing because that's the only way you can shoot it. But it, but it also is very, you know, since you can't fly away walls and stuff like that, it feels like an indie movie. You know, yeah. it feels yeah. like a, a movie that they just shot on found locations and stuff like that, which makes it creepier. Yeah. Now here's Jeff Goldblum being like, "Dude, you're being a little obtuse right now." Yeah. <laughs> Again, you're. Your crazy airhead space cadet wife has actually got it going on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. They're, are they married or are they just, I don't know. I think <laughs> I, are they, they are married, aren't they? Are they? Yeah, in, in the movie? Yeah. yeah. Not in real life. I don't, right, I don't obviously. So. Um, Why do you say obviously? Because he was married to... Uh, you saying that he couldn't possibly maybe know? You think he couldn't? You don't think he's good enough? He could be married to two people at once? Yes, He couldn't nail that? He couldn't have that? No, he'd be stuck with he, Gina Davis his whole life because he's not married now. Obviously, obviously that's what you meant. Because he founded an acting school specifically to get laid. So there, there, there you go. <laughs> and who doesn't? So there, Veronica. What I love about again the Veronica Cartwright character is she she landed right on the point. She nailed it, <laughs> and, then and then she, she keeps going. and then she immediately like spewed off and yeah. just she goes, veered off no, into crazy town. Dude, that's the story of my life. Because <laughs> they're obviously pod people from another planet coming to take over us all, just like the. The Martians that built the pyramids. Yeah. Oh. So close. You had me up until the crazy part. Yeah. But then we were doing fine, and then I tripped. Yeah. I just tripped right <laughs> over that. In her, her case, she veered off into the you know agro-industrial complex issue. You know, it's like okay, you, you were ooh, you were you were there, but then you were off. Were you there that night? Uh, I was outside of Rite Aid down here on Magnolia 
where we got cornered by an actual guy, like yeah. an actual uh, conspiracy bum kind of person oh, wow. who was telling yeah. us about the government's implanted head chip thing. And it, this it, really hap- that really happened. Yeah. It, and it was a real person authentically approached us and very genuinely was trying to convince us that we were all puppets. And it was, it was the little, you it was the cliche of, you know, they're sending me signals through my fillings. I forget exactly what it was, but it was, it was some kind of, kind of implant wow. of I'm being sent messages from the CIA satellites in my head wow. thing. Like it was the, amazing. The real, yeah. the, the real thing. Yeah. It was, I, for some reason I thought it was like a, that was, a an easy kind of target joke to make about yeah. paranoid people <laughs> is they think that the government's talking to you and your teeth with the fillings and it's a radio and no, yeah. that guy legit. Now it might be that he was already crazy, and then he heard that, and he's like, "Oh, oh, fuck!" Oh, yeah. that's I'm, 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 grabbing, that. I'm grabbing that one and running with it. That's but in any case, wow. that really happened, and he yeah. was, it was freaky. And it was one of those things where, like, the other, I was the one who he talked to first, so Brian and Chloe just kind of helpfully backed off and left me alone. With the <laughs> Thanks, guy. guys. Well, it's it's always one of those things where it threw me under the whole bus when, <laughs> when when those people when you start talking to those people because this happened a few times in my life, uh, those kind of situations, you. For the first like thirty seconds or so, they're very good at hiding the crazy and like hooking you for thirty seconds and just with mm-hmm. seemingly casual conversation. They've had a lot of chances to perfect the pitch. It, it's it's <laughs> true. I mean, that's very much is the way it is. I was um, I was working on something at some point and I had to like take the the office water jugs to get refilled at the at the place. Oh, that and, sucks. They didn't have a guy to come do it. Well, it was. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that guy was Brian. Yes, I, I was the PA and I had to do it. <laughs> I worked well, at Arrowhead for a week. I didn't even know. <laughs> But uh, it was whatever. I had to go to the little like this little Chinese guy had a hole in the wall place that you know you just fill fill the things up, and so I'm there and the guys the Chinese guy takes it and he starts filling us up and this old, older guy pulls out like five or six of these goddamn things to 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 get them filled up and he just strikes up casual casual conversation with me and starts by like asking me like basically saying when you get home do this science experiment take a brick a normal ordinary brick put it on your stove turn the stove all the way up. Leave it overnight, and then come back in the morning. And what do you think will happen? I see the first problem here. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it, but it started out as like this whole like little engineer thought saying, experiment thing. Yeah, thought experiment. Like I'm an engineer, and and I'm like, oh well, I'm into. I think engineering is cool, and science is cool. So please tell me more. And it all eventually led up to the fact of how the Jews were absolutely responsible for 9/11 mm-hmm. and brought the towers down, and it was an inside job. But it took like five minutes for him <laughs> to get there through this thought experiment of. And the core of his argument, the core of his, the core of his argument is that he thought the World Trade Center was made of bricks. It it was something <laughs> about because uh, the the actual chain of logic was literally like three to five minutes long. It was something about how it, statistically he probably has a better chance of convincing people if it takes longer. Because yeah. if you invest, it, more, if you yeah, just said, by the way, the Jews did 9/11, people would go, no, fuck that. Yeah, but yeah. if you made them no, think me, about the fucking brick you, man, let me walk you through it. it. Yeah. I just like how he thinks that you have bricks. <laughs> take well, one, of your, take was, one of your bricks. It was a thought experiment. Here's the here's the. Um, the sequence, by the way, where yeah, it's just Donald just, Sutherland just and they're wild, just walking wild through the footage, street, just yeah. grabbing, and grabbing all those footage. people are just random people on the street. Well, if it's a studio movie, and it's they're gorilla, they're yeah. going gorilla. And, yeah. and the the best part is, you know, if if you get people going, is that Donald Sutherland? Yeah, then people, you get the weird. If people look. turn and look, yeah. awesome. <laughs> That's perfect. We totally want to use that. <laughs> anyway, the the guy's ultimate point was like the, the the gas and the heat couldn't get hot enough for the the towers to come down sure, on their own. Sure, sure, I've heard that before. Yeah, yeah. I love that. Just, I love the people. Oh yeah. I love the people uh, who say that was his ultimate point. 
you know, fire fire has never in history been hot enough to melt steel. I'm like, how do you think steel is made? How do you? It's metallurgy. You, yes, it does. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, now actually, and I have a friend, and it's just like one of those things that we don't talk about, like religion. He, he, he's okay with the main towers, but he's all about building seven. Oh, oh fuck! Yeah. And and and, you know, and then there's the big list of you know, well, no, you know, buildings have had other buildings collapse on them and they didn't come down. Buildings have been on fire for 24 hours and they didn't come down. And you know, the seven points of you know why building seven shouldn't have fallen down and. Then, it's like, yeah, you know how many buildings have had all seven of those things happen simultaneously? Yeah. <laughs> One in human history. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, it's a, it's an outlier. I agree. It's an outlier. <laughs> that that had it was jet a weird fuel. day in general. Yeah, there was a lot of shit happening for the first time in human history. Yeah, there day. were a lot of variables yeah. <laughs> going on going into that. That's system. what we call a black swan day. Yeah, yeah, that's a total black swan. I actually talking about just with it back on the topic of crazy people briefly. I two, two days ago, <laughs> I love the topic. Two days ago, we got well, off it, it ties into the movie. It really ties into the movie because again, it's like we see the movie and you go, "Why don't people acknowledge?" And then in our real lives, we don't. I was walking. Uh, turn away. I was walking through the the very nice uh, uh, section of Marina del Rey, you know, shopping mall area. Well, you know, not like a side street. I mean, wide open, broad daylight. Bentley's be- in the parking lot. Yeah, beautiful, beautiful. Uh, you know, the the fancy uh, shopping mall district right on Lincoln Boulevard. Um, I'm walking down the sidewalk, and there's this woman coming at me, and I'm like, wow, haven't seen one of these in quite some time. She was 20 yards out, coming at me, raving at the top of her lungs at <laughs> nothing, at the universe. She had, she was an older woman. She had a big shock of, like, Phyllis Diller hair going on. She had on one shoe and one foot just with a sock. Dude, you're just watching the Requiem for a Dream ending. Just yeah, walk right past she's you. she's coming at me, and, 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 and there's nobody else but me and her on that stretch of sidewalk. And it's like... It's like she's so clearly like she's the the rantiest person I've encountered in many years, and I'm like, if I try and duck, she's gonna, you know, that's not gonna work, you know. It's like, this, and I'm, I'm clearly walking that way, and she's walking toward me. Well, what do I do? Um, and I thought, well, I'll try the charm offensive. And so she came, you know, she's coming at me. I'm just like looking at her, and I'm smiling, like, how you doing? Good day, nice <laughs> to see you. Um, and she, no, that was. That that answer was incorrect <laughs> uh, because she she latched onto me and she was like, I don't care if you smile at me, you're going down, you're going down, and she's like sort of standing just far enough away from me and swatting at me like she wants to hit me, but no, she doesn't really want to hit me because yeah. that's crossing. A, she's like, hey, like I'm hitting you, but she's like waving her hands at me, you're going down, like I, I went down, and I just kept on walking. <laughs> yeah. You know, I was like, if she follows me, then I'm screwed. Uh-huh. But you know, she was that kind of crazy where she just wanted like, bah, 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 and then go on. You know, so she went on her way, it, and I it, went on mine. It's the Clint Eastwood uh, advice, just applied to to yeah, from just, the William Goldman. Just, like, just keep moving. Whatever, Whatever you happens, do, don't stop. Keep, keep moving. Um, you know, if she'd escalated it one more step, I would have like ducked into the nearest storefront and like, hello, can you make a phone call? But um, but yeah, it was really like she was fucking nuts, and uh, and it was. But it, you know, maybe she knew about the pond people. Maybe exactly. I missed a warning. <laughs> maybe it had driven her mad. We're all going down. Yeah. I she was like, the only one who knows. I stole a trick like that from Mickey. Who at one point uh, we were at it might have been meltdown, uh, and what happened was a guy was clearly about to ask us for money, and she walked up to him and was like, "Dude, can I borrow a buck?" <laughs> <laughs> and then walked, and he was baffled. It like phased him. It was like it's like during the headlights. Huh? I want to try that next time I'm in that situation, and I'm clearly unable to avoid this. If someone's coming at me and they're clearly crazy, without trying to startle them, obviously, but go up to them and just literally go. The Jews brought down the Twin Towers. Because <laughs> you'll either get a, whoa, man, or you'll get a, right? <laughs> yeah, but like, if you like, get yeah, the right. Me, me. I, 
or, or just, and then you just high five and walk you, away. When you Thank see you. the ranty, the, the ranty person just walk up. I see them too. Be cool. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. <laughs> I love that. Actually, what you want to do? I'll see you at you, the meeting. Yeah. All right, I'll see you. What you want to do is you want to say to that guy, the Jews are totally responsible for 9/11, and have the guy go, "What? You're out of your fucking mind. What are you talking about?" I think it's a Daniel Tosh joke, but he's it's like, "It's the aliens, man." Once a month, I fill my pockets with change, and the first time a bum asks me, he wins. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I did a thing when I years ago when I was in New York, and there was a I, I, maybe it's still going on, but uh, you'd be sitting on the subway, and a person would come through with these little printed cards with sign language on them, like oh, the, yeah, the sign yeah. language alphabet. Yeah, see, this is a thing. Yeah, well, they come they come through the um, now they'll come through um, when you're at like uh, uh, the mall, the food court. People yeah. come by, they're like, I am deaf, and, uh, I am here's deaf, a and card. I'm selling these cards yeah. so you can learn to speak my language, yeah. and then you're supposed to buy the card. Um, the first time, I'm, you know, I was in New York for a while, I, I bought the card, but then I kept it on me, and anytime anyone tried to solicit me, I would give them the card. <laughs> like, I, would, I wouldn't speak, and I would just, hmm? <laughs> and they were like, ah, see you at the meeting. Okay. Now, now back to the movie. Yeah. Because now the gushy part. No, the, yeah, this is, this is the truly, like, oh, my God. It's this kind of movie. Look at this, really? it's, it's crowning. Look, it's yeah. crowning. Yeah, this is one of the creepiest parts. And, and the bit where it's like, this is why they remade this yeah. <laughs> for this scene. Because we can do this. Because it's awesome. Before it was just, you know, soap suds and, and a mannequin. But now there's a whole mm, process. Made a whole thing out of it. And yeah. it's really well done. I, I, I wonder who did it. Uh, would it be Chris Wayless? A little early for Chris Wayless. Brian has an iPad. Yeah. That was kind of a hint that I was. But I was. I. I. Um. I also wanted to say earlier. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, it is Peter Dinklage. There's Peter Dinklage. Ooh. Yeah. He won an Emmy. What does he care what we think? Yeah. Um. But. (laughs) Uh. He was great in Game of Thrones. But anyway. Uh. Earlier, she takes it to you know the people where where she works. She takes one of the flowers and she's like, test it out and blah blah blah. And it's pretty clear that the guy's you know already a pod and he's like whatever. But it's true. I'm I'm thinking of it and it's like. As scary as this is, at some level you've got to be the scientist who's going. We've got, we have evidence. I want to, I want to analyze this. I want to see what the, how does this work? Do they have DNA? Do they have? How does, how does this, the whole thing work? It's still fucking aliens. Yeah, it's still aliens. It's alien life that can impersonate us. How cool is that? <laughs> it's scary. I can't. I haven't slept in three weeks. <laughs> but, but it's also awesome. Think of it as killer body parrots. Yeah. Uh, special effects department. I don't really see like a. Yeah, it, may, it might just department. be a studio thing. It might uh, be a, not not a company at the time. Well, I, the special effects credits are Russell Hesse and Del Rayum. Ram. Ram. R H. R H. Twenty five letters. Again, the the idea of an independent effects company was was still fairly unusual. for a seven. This was a year after Star Wars, dude. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. There it's like, uh, what? <laughs> yeah, there you go. Now, now here you get, you know, props to Donald Sutherland for like. So put, what's this put, a string put, under his makeup? Putting that makeup that on. they're tugging on, not on, not the whole body, but on his face when he's like kind of shelling. Yeah, off. it's like they've got really, maybe this little air blowing on it or something like that. But yeah, the, the, yeah, the, me. But that uh, go Donald. Yeah, just shivering, S- selling that yeah. with your with your mouth sealed up. That's a long day, you know. Jesus. Not for the rest of the crew. They're like, finally. <laughs> God, on and on about the Jews of the Twin yeah, Towers. Yeah, my God. And, uh, his son's going to be a great actor someday. It's like, we're tired of that shit. But he's going to have personal problems. Ugh. Ew. That's really quite an amazing shot, too, going yeah, up from it was the... Yeah, it was a double. You know, yeah. someone's a double in there or whatever. And, and then, yeah, poor Veronica Cartwright. It's like, oh, for fuck's sake, everybody. <laughs> Do I always have to be the one? <laughs> Do I have to be the one who knows and you don't listen? <laughs> 
How many times? <laughs> Can I be stoic just once? Yeah. <laughs> as, well, I, would, I would love to cast Veronica Cartwright as basically Ellen Ripley in something. That would be wonderful. Yeah, she missed her chance to be Ellen Ripley, yeah, of course. I mean, but, uh, and, and again, he wakes up. He's like, that's some fucked up shit. <laughs> yeah. But Let's okay, get out. Okay. I've made a correlation. <laughs> it has to do with sleeping. Yeah. Go wake everyone else. I'm going to hit them in the face with garden tools. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Which is like the... Yeah. Uh, yeah. Ready and break. Or yeah. Desi. Everybody clear on the plan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you stay awake. Everybody got that? Garden tools. Okay. <laughs> so this is... Yeah. Now we're at the point where it's like, okay, now you know, they're starting to realize... It's 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 kind of it's like the turning point in a zombie movie where it's like is something weird going on? Yes, yeah. yeah, something weird's going on, and we're screwed. Yeah, you know, it's like we we waited one day too long to to really get a grip on on the situation here. Yeah, my pod racing joke was awesome, and, and I'm reliving it right now. It was great. Your mouth. And again, the the you know, well, the the conspiracy thing with uh, 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 Goldblum turning out to be right as well. He doesn't like the cops, and then he's like, <laughs> "Hang up the phone. Don't call the cops. They're one of them." <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. No, but no, but uh, he but he's right. He wasn't right before, but he held on to that. Lo- it's like yeah. a broken clock. He's right <laughs> yeah, twice yeah. a day. He held on to that <laughs> long enough for the pod people to come and prove the world it right. finally it, caught up with his crazy. If it, you could somehow Veronica Cartwright together through the creative use of Moco cameras and split screening, create a movie that's entirely cast with Jeff Goldblum, it would be the most intense <laughs> and correct movie ever. Being Jeff Goldblum, dude. Oh, I want to see it. Goldblum. And it doesn't really matter what it is. You could do like a version of Little House on the Prairie, but it's all gold blooms. Talk about Christmas with the cranks, man. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. I want to see that. Oh, my God. I I don't know if I could handle Like the burly brawl with gold blooms. I don't know if I could handle him having a conversation with one of himself. (laughs) (laughs) A room full of gold blooms. If you did all the different, you know, if you had Ian Malcolm and then you had the Buckaroo Banzai Jeff Goldblum and then you had, you know. The fly. The fly. The body snatchers. The thing looked like the thing. Motherfucker, look just like the thing. What's that from? Reservoir Dogs. Oh yeah, you're right, Tim Roth. Yeah, Tom Roth. Tim. 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 Roth. Tim. Gildenstern. Here we go. So here we go. Yeah, he can't. He can't. Can't quite. Can't kill her. Bash her. But he's in, I'm gonna cut my own head off. How yeah. many? T- Shoot how many? him in the head. Yeah. Shoot him in the head. And it's gross, man. How many times have the poor pod people had to make her body? They had to do it like yeah. three or four times. Yeah, it's like Jesus. They're like fucking. Yeah. Jesus. We really want that one, too. I mean, yeah, that's, that's hey. Oh. Suddenly it's like, wait, oh, yeah. what are we watching here? What movie is this? Oh, yeah. And that's another interesting touch there, this, uh, the, the hive mind concept. That Where they, they're all like, that, what? That they know, that they sense that. You know, that they're like, Ugh. oh, you, oh, it's on now. Yeah. Oh, it's so on. We weren't going to hurt you. <laughs> yeah, the whole, like, beacon scream thing is... The beacon scream, which is introduced here, and they, they use it again in the 90s one. And Do it's they? like, that that's... Dude, that's a big old fucking footprint in the snow. That's <laughs> way... I, that's super we, iconic, too. Yeah. It, that, that is the body snatchers thing, even though it's not in the 50s one. Right. It yeah. comes up here, but to it's this like, day, that's that, how... that the, move is, you yeah. know, people, people who... Like you, like, you... you Teague, Teague was watching the movie earlier, I guess, for the first time. And he yeah. saw the last shot, and he's like, that's where that's from. You knew the meme without knowing yeah. the source. He's just so funny looking in that shot. Yeah. He's so oh. funny looking in that shot. Only, uh, we'll probably only because you've seen the funny versions of it. It's, that's actually a very terrifying Yeah, it's really like, oh, <laughs> yeah. oh, God. I actually wasn't familiar with that meme uh, before. Not the, really a meme. It's just an movie. image that shows up on boards all the time. Yeah. No, it's it's well, it is a meme. It, it's but it's a meme that's been done satirically. It's like anytime yeah. you go, <laughs> you're doing body snatchers, yeah. and it's been done in various other movies. It, 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 that's the "you're not things. one of us" moments. Yeah. Uh, they they did that in South Park. I can't remember why, but oh, yeah. they they had a, that moment. Surely, in South they, Park. Yeah, I'm they not have surprised an to do it in South Park. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm sure Simpsons did it first. 
No, yeah, and better. It's it's and yellow and, and then family, guy did, family guy did it with a chicken, but it went on too long. <laughs> it's remarkable and uh, and brave. It's just like look how much of that frame is black right now, and yeah. and more yeah. so before Dolly down to them behind the stairs when it was just the shot of the the mob running down the stairs. It's just like it's. Almost entirely black. Yeah. There's just enough, an, like there's, you said, it's a noir. Yeah. There's just enough no- sense fact, of highlight. Now to it's get turning motion. into the third man here. It's yeah. like, yeah. <laughs> you want to talk the ultimate noir? It's like, there's a trope. San, uh, San Francisco standing in for Vienna. I don't know how this is a fucking trope, but it's a trope. Dutch angles. Yeah. Well, and it's there's true. Dutch, yeah. Angle, there's Dutch, Dutch angles yeah. all over this. That's Dutch, for sure. angle, Dutch angle, the trope of Dutch angle from a director's standpoint is something's wrong here. Yeah. This yeah. is off. And and considering that San Francisco is a city made of Dutch angles, <laughs> uh, what better place to shoot it? Yeah, there there were there was uh, there were a number of Dutch angles, like when she was following her husband in the flashbacks there, and then right before Leonard Nimoy got in the car, and and we we see, we for, see that he's a for pod, real that for he's sure. A, yeah, um, there was there were some significant, yeah, but Dutch there was a Dutch angle well. created by the fact that the street itself was right. canted, so the world <laughs> yeah. behind him is. It looks the, the know, establishing looks shot weird. of the street that they live on is by its very nature a Dutch angle because yeah. the the houses in the street are different angles from each other. <laughs> All right, third act. Anyone? Here we go. <laughs> yep. Yep. Right there. We got about <laughs> half an hour left. Yeah. So. So the, well done, this, structure. Yeah. <laughs> well, the first act seemed kind of late in coming, but now they're now they're right on track. Now they're cooking. Lights. Oh, it's a helicopter. Bummer. It's the aliens. They should do they if they do another Body Snatchers remake, which I'm sure they will. In I was going to say if yeah, God, if yeah, uh, Body Snatchers reboot. Yeah. But the but the one they should do is they they should push it into like the Minority Report future world. That would be interesting. Uh, hmm. Go on. That's all I got. Okay. I saw the. F- I saw the. I Are saw you the picturing f- something with Shyamalan. deep blacks yeah. and kind of a blue smear color? No, I saw. Well, just with the helicopter, I was like high shutter speed. I was reminded of the the weird floaty stuff that they have in Minority Report, and I'm like, that would be an interesting setting for a Body Snatchers movie. <laughs> I would. I would do it, Battlestar Galactica, except not awful. <laughs> um, I'm talking about the ending of Battlestar Galactica, which uh, the, you know, the new no, no, no. or the old. The, 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 yeah, there was no ending to the old Battlestar Galactica. Um, is like I would do a period body snatchers. I would do Cowboys versus Body Snatchers or some other period. <laughs> but in the end, the Body Snatchers win, and that's us. Ooh. I love it. Green light. Green, Green light. light. There Shyamalan. you go. <laughs> would there be a podcast-related pun? Pod person. If you insist. I don't. I just want to see if you could do If it. that's the only way I get the check, then fine. Yeah, yeah okay. <laughs> you imagine Tarantino or someone sitting across the, street, uh, across the table from Weinstein, make a pun. Yeah, <laughs> go on, do it. Well, actually, it'd, be it'd be more like, make a pun. <laughs> Here we go. Oh. So now the, now the movie becomes, you know, sort of a progenitor to... A Lose lot the of, shoes, they will be your undoing. A lot of zombie tropes as well. The sort of like... Trying to walk through, trying to pass is like yeah. you know, it's like done comedically in Shaun of the Dead, done you know, unintentionally comedically in Walking Dead. Yeah. Um, you know, that's this whole idea is like, well, how do we, how do they know who we are? Well, if we just don't do anything, yeah, if we act like them, then everything will be fine. Yeah. Everything will be fine. Yeah. yeah. But then they come around the corner and they end up in the you know the red light district. Yeah. And. It this seems is, like the this li- is so creepy. This is creepier than any zombie thing I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. That where Just all the, the feet turn around yeah, like, wait yeah, a damn wait, minute Something's here. up with that. Something's wrong. Hmm. You have to die to become a pod person. Well, essentially. 
fall asleep and then well, yeah, fall but, asleep and wake uh, up and then you get you absorbed die. and yeah. yeah your body disintegrates go on like the well, well like with the thing the it, new it version of you, the new version of you has your you. memories yes but your your consciousness ceases yes your personal version of you goes away well that's it, the that's well, the deal breaker okay. no, well that's the that's the that's the question isn't it there's I mean, a whole philosophical quandary it's like it, isn't that what happens when you go to sleep and then wake up yeah. <laughs> your your consciousness shuts down and then it reboots As we've talked about is it, it still you i think i mentioned in some other thing the very first um star trek novelization spock must die the very first uh very first uh, novel um james blish who was a real science fiction author um had a whole had a whole uh <laughs> You know, had a whole unlike all that other Star Trek shit. Yeah, that's um, yes, that's exactly what I meant. <laughs> I know, I love it. Thank you for picking up on that. Um, you know, he had the whole, he is. the whole, the whole, the director of the original. Oh yeah, yep. that's just Don Siegel. The yep. whole subplot. There's a whole subplot in Spock Must Die where Bones is off on this kick, like we're all zombies. The transporter destroys our bodies yeah. and right. puts us somewhere else. And makes it. Well, the transporter we, makes a copy of yeah, us. Yeah, we've been dead ever since the first time we stepped into a transporter. Yeah, um, and the, but the philosophical question is. Does that matter or not? Right, you know, exactly. And, and so, so it's the same thing here. It's like, you know, it's a question that comes up. It's like, well, if it's a perfect copy of you, is it you? Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> it's, well, uh, well, it's, it's a, a more it's, utilitarian question. It's like, if it's a perfect, perfect copy, does it matter? Right. Yeah. It's just like, well, it's just like with the prestige and stuff like that. It's yeah. it's it's a continuity of consciousness yeah. issue. And well, prestige. Do, the the thing about prestige is that. They they both exist at the same time, as opposed to one being destroyed and, and be and reconstituted elsewhere. Then it gets dicey, right? Um, wh- which they also did. Then it's like which one has the has the right to the life? Yeah, exactly. The, the they also they also did the, um, that in uh, not not a well regarded movie and not a great movie, but still a more interesting movie than a lot of people give it credit for. I think uh, the Schwarzenegger movie, The Sixth Day, mm. the cloning movie. Um, there's a lot of really Spoiler. interesting stuff that goes on in that movie. Um, that that has to do with uh, clones, and they're able to kind of, you know, they're they're able to copy your consciousness and then put it into a clone body. Um, so if something happened to you, they could basically reboot you in a new body just right. from where your last, you know, time machine backup was basically. <laughs> nice. Um, and uh, and and but then it gets complicated because people are awake at the same time as their clones and stuff like that, and it 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 delves into some interesting philosophical territory. I mean, it's a it's a Schwarzenegger big explosion movie, so it doesn't quite uh, uh, you know get really deep into it, but it still asks some interesting questions that you're left afterwards going, hmm, huh? <laughs> I, I wonder. Thought provoking yeah. Schwarzenegger movie, exactly. An oxymoron. How strange. Ow, ow, my head. But I think the I think what you're getting at though is is from a personal standpoint, even though I go, oh yeah, you. You're going to go to sleep and never wake up, but you will still exist exactly the same yeah. and not even be the day. Well, we yeah. still would resist that. We still go, but right, no, I like, I you're like the me that is me now. Well, yeah, you're, yeah. You're, your I brain, don't want to die. Your brain I don't revolts to cease to against that. Yeah. Someone who looks like me and has all of the memories I have now will continue to exist, yeah. but I won't. Fuck that guy. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, that guy I hate. Yeah. I, I still be, have to die for him to be there. Yeah. But but again, if you think of it in the sense like that's essentially what happens every time you go to sleep. That was an interesting point. I like that. How do you know? This, this was wow. this was not clear to me until watching it again this morning. The fact that the the, the reason the fucked up dog thing happens yeah. is because he damages the pod. Yeah, and the pod gets confused. And the pod is confused. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which which almost seems like a throwaway moment. It, it almost seems like he's like fuck the pods, bruh. But then it comes back. Right. And, exactly. And yeah. Pro- so it, it, you don't see it come. The moment of him damaging the pod, I don't think is given enough emphasis for you to yeah, go like he, twenty minutes later. Go. Could he oh. use just a little bit more of a like he's like he's, 
you know, if he if he was going to kill the whole thing, but then they get interrupted, like, oh shit, here they come. Yeah. So he, he, he like he got of, one whack at he, like, it, but then wasn't he, had to he go. clearly was going to destroy it more, but he didn't quite get there. Right. He made a doofus pod. Yeah. because yeah, <laughs> he made a pod tart. Because for a, a tard. for a long time, I didn't I didn't make that connection. I'm like, what the fuck is with that dog <laughs> yeah, thing? What yeah. What the hell, yeah. pod people? Yeah. It's it's one of the unclear things, but it's a great you know it's an amazing moment. It's an oh, incredible yeah. moment. As I recall, that from the what they said is, you know, that the the face was one thing, but when the dog like licked, they went, "Oh, that's in the movie." Yeah. <laughs> Bingo. Yeah, and and uh, again, an, a great talk about body horror. <laughs> that's yeah. that's fucking old shit. Yeah. yeah, it's like, wait, that can happen? No, that's yeah. fucked up. No. And and we splinched. Does that pod <laughs> that does that guy because he has the face and the head? Does that? Dog is, is fucking like, thing. Does he have the memories and like the consciousness yeah. of that is guy? Like, uh, what is it? That's why he. I can't play the banjo anymore. This is messed up. But he wouldn't be emotional about it, so he'd be cool yeah, with it, no matter fine. what. He'd All be right. still. He'd be cool. It's like, well, that you know, I've had better, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> 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 kind of miss the banjo, but it's all right. This is a great movie, Kiss, as well. By the way, because it's just like it's so simple and understated, and it's just. And they're like, well, we might as well do this. We might as well. <laughs> let's just get this out of there. Jesus. We want, there's no reason for us not to, and yeah. we want to, so let's do it. And we're right here. Yeah. It's literally two and inches. We're probably not going to get another chance, so let's do that. Now, what's really interesting to, uh, to me about the when I saw the movie again um, is how it, you know, it is – I don't know what the budget was at the time, for the time – but uh, you know, it's this seems like the, the the farther we get into the the story here, the smaller the movie gets. I mean, it's like you know, it's it's doesn't have big epic you know actiony scenes. It's like it's the, now they're in tiny spaces and hiding and crawling, and it's all about feet walking around. And you know, it's this very small, well, cramped, intimate movie. And then, okay, suddenly, yeah. well, the, see, there's a whole point yeah, to the story okay. I was telling. Okay. It's a chronological thing. All right. Um, and then suddenly, there's this massive final set piece with splodies, you know, splodies going on and all that. And I was kind of like, wow, that's really, you know, I was kind of surprised because I kind of, I remembered the scene, but I didn't remember how, how epic the finale was. And I thought that was kind of nice that it, also that it doesn't, you know, it doesn't like big, 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 the end credits. I mean, it's sort of, it gets kind of small and very cramped and, and claustrophobic for a while. Yeah. And then suddenly blows it out at the very end, which is, which is really cool. Again, that, back before we had, you know, Sid Field telling us how movies must be made, you could sort of have some wiggle room with how you constructed things. And here we're at, we're at another, like, mirror plot point or mirror scene, mirror image of, of mm-hmm. the original, of the the whole courtyard of, of people yeah, carrying the pods getting around. the central distribution of the pods, yeah. But mm-hmm. what you were talking about, and, and, may, and maybe it's one of the – you know, one of the things that's missing from more modern movies a lot of times is they're they're always trying to ramp it up, right? But what what you're talking about with it, the movie becoming more claustrophobic, because that's the situation these people are in. Yeah. It's like it's expressing their um, it's putting us in their emotional space, and then finally at the end it it opens back up because he's like fuck this and starts and, and bursts out of the of of hiding and and try you know makes his last uh, last stand. Um, and uh, and like like you were saying, a, a lot of movies now don't do that. They just ramp and ramp and ramp and ramp. But it's like maybe that's not where these characters are in in that moment. And maybe if you put us in that moment, we can get more invested. Well, the problem with modern movies is that there there are no characters. That's so true. when you bring the when you reduce it to the simplicity of two characters in a room, there's there's, there's nothing not real actually <laughs> there. I mean, well, I'm sure we'll get there when we do Priest in a minute. Yeah. But it's like 
That's exactly the problem with Priest. When it's a set piece, it's a pretty entertaining movie. When it's two people just having a conversation, there's nothing. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely well, there's, nothing. It's like, it's like, oh, look, the director's banging two pieces of cardboard together. <laughs> yeah. And it's, it's, well, it's totally, and, but, I mean, with Priest, the other problem is it's, you can zone out because you're like, I know what conversation this is because I've seen this movie. <laughs> yeah. I've yeah. seen the movie this yeah. is from, I so know I know what's happening. About. Right. But anyway. So yeah, it's like now, now, oh god, now there's the police guy. It's like, oh shit, they've all, they've all gone over. That's a shame. Now, now the first, the original Body Snatchers, we see the, oh my god, they're spreading everywhere. They're loading up trucks. Everyone's, you know, we're the, we're, there aren't many real humans left anymore in the whole city, and now it's going to be everywhere. Um, isn't followed up by what this movie does, which is to, to do the big. Th- you know, they're not like. Let's go destroy the source of the pods. Is not in the first movie, which so it's a, it's a nice step up that this movie goes. No, we'll do it. But then of course it has that great seventies, and that'll have no effect whatsoever. <laughs> in the end, it was yeah. a nice, it was a really heroic thing you did. It's a shame yeah. that it didn't actually affect how anything turned out. But uh, it's a shame but, nobody will ever know yeah, about it. Good effort though. Good effort for a health inspector. You done good. You can take that with you. You cost the you cost the alien force about fifteen minutes. Yeah, that was set about him, it. Set them back a whole day there. No, not like this. <laughs> Needles. Mm. There's a very simple trick, a little just retractable, yeah. retractable thing. I know how they do it. I, I don't know. like it, though. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Doesn't mean I like it. <laughs> so here, once again, you know, Nimoy is still the voice of reason. And, and again, from their perspective, again, I you understand the villain. It's like right. I yeah. get what they're doing, but also it's, it's, it's you know, justified from their point of view. Yeah. It's justified. But we're talking about the uh, we've been talking about the pop side thing and everything. It's like how is he any different than he was when he <laughs> yeah. wasn't a pod person? <laughs> you He's thought, saying the same thing. You thought his advice was great. He was a famous you know a guy yeah. that everyone went to for advice on how to live their lives. How come he's wrong now? He's not saying anything else. He's not saying anything <laughs> different than he was before. What's what? Why is he wrong now? If he wasn't before. I don't have an answer. <laughs> and having it's you know he's having been through the far side. Of course, now he is. You know, I'm still me. I, you know, I, yeah. I you know, I'm still me. I just uh, I you know I just see clearer now. I mean, you know, he, all these characters are sort of the ultimate. Uh, you know, the ultimate goal of Astro Scientology. We're all the same, and everything is fine now. And we all think rationally. We um, just have to exercise the demons yeah. that you call emotions. Yeah. But he's talking about, you know, he says, in a moment, you won't want to, which, again, addresses the whole question of, like, it won't really be you because you're going to die. But it will be you from my perspective because yeah. <laughs> I'm already me. I've already gone through the transition. So I don't think of that other guy who's dead. I'm, I'm me. I've always been me. I have all the same memories. So soon you will – you won't – well, it's complicated. But anyway, go to sleep. Yeah. It's just – it'll be cool tomorrow. You'll, you'll, be fine. you'll understand in an hour. Yeah. And then you won't have any more questions. A good hour. A good hour. A lot of good hour. Oh, there. He says it. The function of life is survival. It's yeah. like, that's what they're doing here. <laughs> oh, Jeff. Oh, look at it. Finally, he goes full Goldblum. Yeah. <laughs> nice well, one. and he had to be killed before and he like, destroyed us all. Boy, to set up the <laughs> and dart. And he killed him with a dart. <laughs> dart to the spine, man. At least, thank God that uh, thank God that pod people still, you know, have our physiology. Yeah. Well, they take on our physiology. Yeah, presumably. so it's like yeah. it's not like they're so it's like they're not it's like a very cu- successful species. They're not like cucumbers inside, you know. That really does handily deal with the the issue of terraforming. Well, it, no, it, just become the, the creature yeah, that already lives yes. there. It's the well, it's the uh, you know, it's kind of a biological version of the von Neumann machine theory. Yeah, is just take these what is this? It's a uh, it's it's an idea of uh, one of the 
one of the ways that you could colonize a galaxy, and it's just, again, not a way that we think of, you know, we're going to build the Enterprise and we'll go there. Um, that may not be possible. Um, the idea of a von Neumann machine is it's a very simple, self-replicating machine that basically takes takes life, you know, can create some kind of life. Um, it, and, and you just let you just turn it loose, and it just travels for, you know, however many thousands of years it takes to get to, you know, a habitable planet, and then it begins to replicate once it gets there. Yeah, it's it's basically a self-replicating probe that has the instructions for how to make more of itself. So you send out a probe to wherever it gets there, and it uses the resources of wherever it is to make more of itself. And then those probes, I mean, it literally is a space probe version of a virus. It just yeah. it self-replicates and, and, and you then could it use it if you if you were sophisticated enough, you had the technology. It could be like a way to replicate your you know life form, a species of yourself, if you wanted to be that. But if if nothing else, it's kind of the better than SETI way of communicating to just, you know, just mm-hmm. go, you know, maybe it, it lands on a planet and it builds a little statue. Hi, we're for, we're humans. Yeah. Pleased to see you. And then move on. Um, Greetings it, from the planet Earth. And it's one of the, it's one of the arguments for why there might not be that much life in the universe is because, well, no one, where's the Von Neumann machine? Because mm-hmm. surely someone else would have thought of that too. And we'd have one here by now going, oh, look, there's one of those things from that guy. Dude, uh, what do you call Broccoli. True. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's, that's unfortunately, the Von Neumann. See, that's the thing you can't understand alien intelligence. They sent us broccoli. We just didn't understand the message. Well, I mean, that's the other. We went. Oh, this is great with ranch. Yeah, that's right. And it's like we come to communicate with your crunch hollandaise sauce. Oh fuck! What a weird species you Maybe are. Maybe the Von Neumann probe has already been here. They ate and the Von us. Neumann probe. That's again. You know, you know, how many times has that been done? Many there's times. no way to know. Yeah, there is. I'm a human. I was always here. Mm-hmm. God put me here. I thought you were broccoli. <laughs> I thought you were, I used to be a banana. So it's a callback. So you know, you're saying it's it's that's another thing that's interesting and memorable about this movie is it's like this is for movies in general and movies of the time. It's like unusual to say, no, this is it's it's not aliens and spaceships and laser guns and all that kind of stuff. It's this totally other very definition of the word alien kind of life, a kind of life that we can't even relate to that just goes, no, we don't, we don't care what we are. We just, we're just going to be you only right. just not fuck Cause, it, Cause you work here. Yeah. You, you have decided, found a way to make this work. So we're just going to take that. We're going <laughs> to be this. It's the aliens as, as a force of nature yeah. concept. There we there go. So what are we looking at here? Uh, looking at a dog with a, just a dog face with on. a mask. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. To get a dog to do that is a, quite some trick. <laughs> I love the fact I that, love that punch the little lady. Biff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just, okay, health inspector, bang. So, <laughs> so <they get laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna say that now. I'm gonna just run around going health inspector and punching people in the face. <laughs> I'm with the health department. Biff. <laughs> <clears throat> the battling health inspector. So there you go. Just uh, Veronica Cartwright just tiptoed out of the movie until the very yeah. end there. Because she's like, I didn't freak out. No one knows yeah, I'm exactly. with them. She's, she's better at this. Yeah. That's the thing. She's, she's been hiding who she really is for years. <gasps> so when she freaks out, that's her putting on an act. Yeah. Uh-huh. So I guess the pod truck driver isn't hearing the pod siren. Yeah. <laughs> like, hey, there seems to be all of my brethren chasing me. Or is it on the pod radio, which I'm sure has other pod people going, hey, you and truck J7, yeah. stop for a second. Yeah. A little bit of an easy escape, but... Well, you know, it it goes back to that old writer's adage of you want you want to write your characters into a corner so bad that there's no possible way they can get out, 
Unfortunately, as a writer, sometimes, you still have to fucking get them sometimes out. Sometimes you can't get them out. Yeah. Yeah. All the pods, you know, the pods are just like, we'll get them and they're funny. Yeah, it's also kind of <laughs> like that. It's kind of like, yeah, whatever. You know, it's not like, oh, yeah. Like, they're, like, they're totally going to destroy our entire pod warehouse or some shit. That's not a problem. Yeah, I mean, that could also be their reason. Like, so wait, they hopped on the truck that was going to Pod Central? <laughs> yeah. And the problem is? Yeah, I think this, pro- I think this is going to take care of itself. I think <laughs> this one going to be cool. Going to be totally cool. So it's like they're literally in the truck that this guy is loading stuff into. <laughs> like, uh, hi. Their vision is based on movement, I guess. Uh, hi, how you doing? The forklift can't see you if you don't move. Yes. Hold still. I, I want to drive a forklift. Do you never think there was anybody forklift. in this society that had a really shitty job and maybe one of the pod people came up to them and was just really straightforward about it? It's like, hey, you want to be a pod person instead and your life will be a lot better? And the guy's like, my life sucks. Sure, why not? Yeah. You're still going to have the same job. You still have to drive the fucking you just won't care. forklift. And all, you won't be you. Day. Yeah. Ooh. And the guy's like, all right. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I that should be the hero. Yeah. <laughs> all right. It is 20 cents more an Credits. hour, though. Yeah. 20 cents more an hour and health care. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. yeah. you healthcare isn't an issue. Yeah. If you get sick, you just pot again. Yeah. And you're like, oh. Whack. Grow. Sprout. Back to work. <laughs> there would be one douchey Teague version of the pod people that's always making puns and like wants to call everything pod that. <laughs> I'm going to go to the pod hardware store. Get some pod hammers. <laughs> going to go to pod in and out? I have to go record my pod podcast. <laughs> oh, will you... See shut, that's shut that's, the pod up. That's when they would need. That's when you decide. It's like, all right, I was on board with this, but now the pod people must be destroyed. <laughs> yes, that's, that will not stand. Yeah, I can sorry. kill anything with a pun. It's a superpower. <laughs> it's a super villain power. Yeah. Oh my pod, are you all right? You see, this is how it would become. It'd be a bad thing. We just need to come up with a word that isn't fun to say. <laughs> Anyway, this is about to get sad. I'll stop. Yeah. Oh. You're going to get a pottle you. No, it turns out all right. She ends up marrying Tony Shalhoub. Yeah. That's true. Did she marry Tony Shalhoub? Good yeah. for on her. Yeah, on right? Show, no, did. good for Tony Shalhoub. Yeah. I was doing the inversion because it was funny. Really? Brooke Adams was on Monk? Yeah. Really? And well, I looked at her IMDb. Her. The, the thing is, I mean, she's in like six episodes, but I was just looking at the IMDb, and it's a different character name. So presumably, she was a different character every time <laughs> she was on, uh, on Monk. That's fun and weird i never wa- i never got into monk i have not seen episodes it. of it it's good it, i mean it's fun it's it's pretty light other but. than the mythbusters ep- mythbusters episode sutherland sutherland the <laughs> mythbusters episode they did about a monk episode all right walk up and down this line put your uh, finger on your nose say sutherland <laughs> fuck my only Sub- weakness sutherland 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 you say it officer <laughs> go <laughs> ahead i dare you <laughs> Now, one of the other things that this movie did that, that it became kind of a trope, maybe just in my own head, um, is the... But then v- is it really your is trope? Is it really a trope or not? Um, <laughs> is the very weird and strange and yet really kind of oddly ethereal and fascinating Amazing, Amazing Grace, Grace on yeah. Bagpipes yeah. Yeah. Of, all, of all musical tracks to put on top of this scene. What a bizarre left-field genius thing. Yeah. Because it's it's it totally works and it's it, to this well, day it's uplifting and you think everything's gonna yeah. be okay yeah it, it's and yet it's, it's signaling weird... you that he's close to the happy end yeah. yeah and yet it's this weird dissonant thing because it's bagpipes and, yeah and so the to this day the and I bought this I bought the soundtrack album <laughs> I still have to this day the on vinyl soundtrack album of this movie. Um, mostly because it had that track the Royal Scots Guards or whatever. 
playing Amazing Grace on bagpipes. Because there's a point when, when at the end, when it kicks in and, and modulates and just, you know, 10 billion, it sounds like 10 yeah. billion bagpipes start playing. It's just like this amazing... It makes you want to jump oh, up and it's really and very ki- emotionally kick powerful. out the Brits or something. <laughs> I mean, it's, it ma- it's, you want to do something. Freedom. Yeah. Uh, Coffin actually talks about it on the commentary. I, I forget who, but he basically had a, a bet with some friend of his, uh, maybe a composer or something, like to see which one of them could work Amazing Grace into a movie first. Uh-huh. <laughs> and he he won by putting it in this movie. It it works in its in its weird way. It's not the di- I, I like bagpipes. I'm like I know I'm I'm weird in that way, but I like the sound of bagpipes. But um, the bagpipes when played correctly. Well, yes, yes, sound yes, sound wonderful. Yeah, that's true. Um, the the reason a, why bagpipes are hated is because nobody plays them correctly. It's such a fine line between yeah. bagpipes and horror. But but uh, yeah, the the dissonance here is is it's this great uplifting music, but it's like nope, you lost. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah. still lost. Oh, here's where it so starts to get freaky. How did they do that? How did they stipple her skin that way? It looks, it's pretty straightforward. It looks like uh, late- uh, it like latex. Had latex at this point? Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> yes, well, we had condoms. Um, <laughs> it's uh, yeah. Well, what was uh, I? I remember learning in makeup class in film school about something that is. Uh, you had to take makeup class because you're a girl. It was. It was where it's film oh, makeup. Oh. Yeah. Girl. Yeah. Anyway, the the popping on her skin is where it starts. Uh, I'm, I mean, I assume yeah. they probably like here. They probably Ooh. just ran yeah. filaments. Yeah, it looks and like little, little wires in. being pulled and everything. It's really yeah. nasty. Like, yeah, that's a that's a that's a string that's like tied across her face and yeah. it's being pulled back. And then they go to a puppet. There's a puppet. Yeah. But yeah, that's, oh, that's nasty. Just and like, the, the oh, sound effects are really part of what sells it's it like, as well. Like the, yeah, just bubbling and gurgling. And then Brooke Adams like, hey, hey, lady. It's Good like, job, Tony Shalhoub. Yeah. Brooke yeah. Adams. I mean, this is, you know, again, this is one of those things like as an actor, actress, you're like, okay, taking kind of a chance with this, uh, you know, got to kind of go out there and do this. Okay. But, you know, but it, it's a, it makes sense. It's not like you just want me to get naked to see me get, it's like, yeah, I just no, woke up from a pod. It, <laughs> yeah. it makes Haven't sense. Haven't had a chance to put the clothes on yet. And I won't, wouldn't care right now. Yeah. Why would I care that I was And also it's like of all, of all cruel tricks to play on him, like, come on, let's, you, come yeah. on, let's get this done. This come is on. what you wanted, right? Yeah, hey, baby, right over here. Check it out. Just come right on over and then, you know, take your nap afterwards. <laughs> Kaufman says in the commentary that she was reluctant, but she was like, no, nah, you're right. Yeah, it makes ma- sense. Yeah, it's one of those things like, you know, it's of all weird places, go Sutherland, you'd break. Look at these doing this. <laughs> it's like, I'm just weird, crazy, disjointed machine. Run underneath it, would you? All, all of these stunts, uh, the whole thing in the greenhouse and the, this whole sequence, yeah. he did himself. He gets I, – I, I worry about him with that axe in some of those shots. <laughs> it's like the, he's walking up around to, up to lose a finger. Up to – and including him, like, you know, edging along the, the, the railing yeah. here that he's, like, you know, crawling across. Not crawling you, you road, but, you know, along, along this ledge. I, he's I, literally up in the in that in that physical space. I love, I love the bit – I love the way they work that in where he, he like bumps against the thing and almost falls down and so they cut in a shot that they went up and got of the camera going, Yeah like <laughs> yeah, yeah. they're like, Fuck it, we'll use it. But again, this is a very again, a fascinating construction. And again, unlike, you know, what would come out of the studio system most of the time today, is she's dead. Yeah. That's already happened. This is not to save her. This is you know, that's this is literally like the, the the fuck you gesture from a guy who's just given up. He's yeah, like, yeah. all right, just you know, f- screw all of you. Bitch now I don't care. Died. Now I don't care about whether I live or die. There's nothing to protect. I'm just gonna hurt as many of you as I can get away with. Became a pod. 
And he's still wearing his tie, which is nice. Got naked <laughs> in weeds. Oh, okay. I, I was like, wait, what are <laughs> you like, doing? He just, he just, he went off. Just, yeah. Sometimes he just does that. <laughs> Avert your eyes. Guys, Don't make eye contact yeah, when he does that. Teague is skipping. Someone, someone. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. right. He's, he's so just lanky and clumsy. And yeah. That's, but that's what's hey, great. It's so he's great. a health yeah. inspector, man. <laughs> health inspector. But no, but you're right. I mean, that is, that is what's great about this movie and, you know, the seventies and that, that era of filmmaking in general if this movie were made in, say, 2007, this guy would be, you know, Daniel Craig or right. or Matt Damon. As a matter of fact. As a matter of fact. <laughs> Funny you should say. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but it would that be... It would she's be, Nicole Kidman and he's Daniel Craig. Yeah. It would be that, you know, that action star who's, you yeah. know, the, the way an action star moves in an action movie is very queer. It's very yeah. fluid and it's, it's well, very much like dancing. It's affected. It's a, it's well, affected, it's, yeah. it's not necessarily affected. It's just, it's just you're following... You're following people who know how to do this. You're following athletic people. You're following people who are comfortable doing things like this. Who have tr- yeah. have movement training. Yeah. Whereas Sutherland is clearly like, yeah, yeah. You know, he's like, oh, don't don't cut off finger. Don't you cut have off expect finger. him to like accidentally fold himself over a bar. We were yeah. saying we were saying by the way when we when we uh, rewatched this, I I came in at the end. They were they were watching it uh, right before we we went, um, but uh, uh, you know they they've got an axe alarm. He pulls the axe off, and this alarm goes off. But then you see all this happening, and you're like, "Well, clearly, one guy with an axe is going to yeah. fuck everything up." So no wonder. As long they as no one grabs that axe. Axe alert! Axe alert! Axe alert! I think that's. I think that makes sense, though. It's the the yeah. idea of uh, yeah. Ooh, but what kind of weird freako pod people are going to come out of this adventure? I wonder. Um, mm. I think it makes sense, though. It's like you know, you have an alarm on the extinguisher, you have an alarm on the you know, if someone breaks into that stuff, it's like, well, there must be a fire. We better turn yeah. the alarm on. Break, break glass in case of pod invasion. <laughs> this is, the, and and finally, it's like, oh, Hollywood ending. Everything yeah. explodes. Yeah, and everything's fine, right? No. Yeah. No. Well, th- this is a, this is That's a nice a great twist here. Yeah. yeah. Or the the coming twist. You think he's triumphed because everything is blowing up? Yeah. Well, at the, at the time, not really. I mean, now because of the movies that we've come to, grown to be accustomed to since, we would expect that, but. That went on her fucking demo reel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Walk past explosions, yeah. naked, in room full of people screaming, and then point do, at things, go ah, that, that. But, yeah. this, but this is a nice point of evidence towards what we've talked about before, where, you know, people people look at a Transformers movie and go, well, what do you expect? It's just supposed to be a dumb thing, a, a explodey series of explosions. And our point being, it's like, well, you can have the explosions, but you can also, in addition and at the same time, have characters and situations that you care about. And this is a very nice uh, point in that favor because shit's blowing up, but we do care about the human beings and they are real people. Even if there's only one of him left. Yeah. I just like what I like about it because, you know, everyone knows what a you know, dark little bitter soul I have. Um, that's been clearly established. I, I can only think of one movie that we've ever done. Look, on, that's Donald Sutherland yeah, actually doing that, sliding down and, and just hopping yeah. and bouncing off the dumpsters. I, I can only and think this, of uh, th- th- That's geez. an actual extra. That missed his yeah, cue. Was he was trying got, to get on camera. Got crisped, yeah. And he, he went at the time he was not supposed to and got literally yeah. and was in real life blasted with yeah. flames yeah. that he was not supposed that, to. Well, that explosion almost took out Sutherland, too. He, yeah. was, like, he was behind. Yeah, so that guy was like, I'm going to be in the movie, Sports. Anyway, I can only think well, of... sure as fuck were. I can only think of one other movie that we've done, and maybe there's other movies, um, modern movie, like within the past several years, that has the same sensibility of we're watching the hero do a thing even though we know he's probably doomed. And and the the only movie that I can think of that, that qualifies that we've done is Sunshine. Um, well, The Mist as well. No. 
No? Yeah. You don't include the mist in that? No. When they when they make a break for it and they know that they're No, because it's it's not it's not clear that they're doomed. They're they're the ones making a break for it. The punchline is no, they 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 were doomed. They shouldn't have done that. But I'm saying we you know we know this we know that Donald Sutherland's character has lost. I mean this you know it's over already for him that he's not going to get out of this and there's, there's not going to be a happy ending. It's pretty clear. Um, I think he'd be pissed at this movie if if it suddenly pulled a happy ending out of the hat. Um, I just can't think of too many examples of that where you're you know even after you go okay we're all doomed we're all screwed and yet we're going to do this one thing because it's the right thing to do. Um, I, like I said, Sunshine's the only modern, you know, in the past decade movie that I can think of. There may be other examples, but, it, you know, trying to think of it. I mean, the Sunshine has that very clear moment when they go, we're not going to live through this. There's no good ending yeah. for us. Yeah. But for the sake of mankind, we still have to do the mission. Also zombie. Also zombie. Yeah. Well, Shaun of the Dead has that, but then it pulls out the, the happy ending. Well, a lot of people get cornered, but the... No, see, we're literally no, no, going to no. die. That's, thing. They they get to the end of the story and you go, they're doomed, and then they're okay. I'm talking about literally the third act. They're doomed already. Oh, that's what, what, what I'm talking about. He does the so heroic they, thing, knowing that he's not going to have a happy ending, having done the heroic. They thing. they have a realization at the end of the second act that they are doomed. Yeah. Okay. Or or, or closer to the end. You know? Right. You know, like I said, this very weird sort of you know, it, it's it's the it's an act of desperation and defiance, but. The movie's kind of pretty clearly said this isn't going to make it okay, right? Yeah, know? and we're still kind of on board. But with but it. but you're still. I mean, at this point, you're still supposed to think that he yeah. he got away from them and he's hiding his identity by you know he's learned to integrate by pretending to be uh, emotionless and blah blah blah. And, the yeah. qu- and again, almost the question is. If if that's how he's living his life, what would be the difference anyway? Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and and why? I mean, it's like we're gonna meet up with the underground. Like this this isn't spreading day by day, and every day you don't do anything, it's gonna get worse. Yeah. It's like okay, so there's there's 18 of us who are pretending to not be pod people, and someday we're gonna unite and fix this. Yeah. You know. So yeah, but it's you know it's this is the final gut punch the movie does is you think one oh, of the great fuck you endings yeah of all oh, time he's okay cool he's he's and he's, and he's you know clearly there must be a plan he's up to something yeah because yeah, he he's, he's he, biding his time he keeps giving weird glances to her like meaningful glances towards her of some kind and you and you feel like he's there's something there where he's regretful or whatever he's like god i wish i you know wish i could have saved her it's, blah, it's blah, blah. the coolish effect yeah. it's absolutely the coolish exactly. effect mm-hmm. you're it's just a shot of a guy not doing much yeah and you're you're putting based on the context, based on what that shot goes up against, you're putting your own your own thought process onto it. Because of your expectation. Because of, because your expectation. of what you think is going on. Right. Now by the way, these these freakazoid trees are the trees <laughs> <laughs> that are that were out front of the uh state house or whatever. Why would that the is. pod creatures that came to Earth uh have a preference for humans? Because we dominate. Yeah, we're the dominant species. Obviously they don't necessarily because they went after the dog too, but Sort of by accident. Well, they, they weren't going after the dog. Oh. They were going after the guy, and they just got screwed up. There we go. <laughs> she shakes her, her, head. her That shake of her head mm. has always been It's the shake like, of the head, and then when she puts her hands yeah. on her head like that, yeah. it's like, oh, that's, it's a little, It's a little it's, much, but, yeah. you know, what is she going to do? Like, run? It's like, and, you know, how are you going to do it? But you also feel bad for her because this is another – it's it's <laughs> the same moment as an alien where she just freaks the fuck out. <laughs> right. And it yeah. was achieved the same way yeah. in that the director – They didn't just, tell her. They okay, didn't tell so, her. Yeah. Berman. The Bermans did it. Okay. She – yeah, uh, according according to the trivia, she didn't know that that was the ending. Hey, Ben Burt. Yeah. So ben Burt. so when so she went to walk up to him and and say, I guess they were just gonna. 
they share a look or whatever is what she thought. And then he points and screams <laughs> yeah. at her, and she <laughs> totally flipped out. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, yeah. Invasion they... of the Body Snatchers. Uh, body Snatchers invaded. Um, yeah, it's good. I don't <laughs> particularly care about this movie. Uh, wow. Royal Scotch Dragoon Guards. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. Well, where else are you going to get a... Yeah. A, a symphony of bagpipes. Put, put it out on Craigslist. Okay, we need Hell. 50 bagpipers. <laughs> Brian? Um, I like it. Uh, obviously, it's 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 work definitely w- worth checking out, and I wish I wish the action movies of today were able to achieve this this balance of well, no, we'll blow shit up, we'll 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 set the the greenhouse on fire, we'll have that set piece, but in in the stuff in between, we will have characters that. Actually, have some amount of real life to them, and and um, and this isn't even an action movie. This is a, no. a horror movie or a yeah. thriller. You know, it's it's that it's the, a hor- it's a horror or a thriller with a action movie ending. Right, right. Um, I, and I wish more horror movies and thrillers this day these days had had this kind of you know character depth and yeah. actual you know drama going on behind them. And I wish just more movies in general just had the balls or the means or how, you know the ability. To have endings like that, because yeah. that's just a fucker of an ending. But right? it's the, but but <laughs> yeah. as 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 Trey was saying, it's like that's the only honest ending. If yeah. he was still a human at the end of the movie, you'd be like, "Fuck and you!" That, that's and not how this works. That goes back to the the golden aphorism that you talk about all the time, Trey. Like that's the difference between a Hollywood and an independent movie is it's the happy ending or the truthful ending. Really, yeah. is is the distinction, yeah. and that's the truthful ending. It, I I haven't seen the invasion, the Daniel Craig one. The in, the invasion, it uh, don't worry about spoiling it for me. <laughs> oh, have you not seen it? No, I don't oh. give a shit. Oh, you don't give a shit. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, the invasion Spoiler. the invasion it's not a body snatchers thing where they create new bodies. It is an infection that gets into your brain and takes control of you that can be cured. So everyone's okay at the end. It gets oh, to be yeah. human again. Happy oh, ending. so everything's fine. Yeah. Surprise, surprise. Yeah. I would not have expected that. But yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> See, I should have said, I've never seen Invasion. Let me guess how it ends. Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> um, but I, yeah, I just wish more movies could go there. And I, that's why I love The Mist, because The Mist is another one of those great fuck you endings of all time. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mike? Uh yeah, I mean I love this movie. It was great watching it again because I haven't watched it in in quite some time, and I, I just being able to watch it and appreciate in one piece. Yeah, exactly. But just just to appreciate the the craft, you know, the way it's shot and the way it's lit, and and just how how that all comes together to to. Um, create the the tone of suspense. Even talking, you know, talking over it, we can't hear any of the audio <laughs> or any of that. I'm like, this is fucking creepy. Um, and yeah. Uh, yeah, this is this is a movie well worth um, well worth studying. I think for for all sorts of reasons. Even it, even if it's not like you know you, something you get really jazzed and excited about or, or feel really passionate about. Um, it's just it's just a really instructive brilliantly made movie on on multiple levels you know it's great as a horror it's great as a thriller it's great as just a movie so um i i think it's great trey yeah that (laughs) what mike said i agree one of us (laughs) wow that was easy (laughs) no it's uh you know it's it's we've come full circle i i it's again it's it's a a genre what do you (laughs) do okay okay it's a genre movie but interpreted by a master craftsman. There you uh, go. Invasion of the Body Snatchers, the remake, in which they take the spirit of the original <laughs> and are faithful to it. And yet they enhance and add. I'm kind of doing a Goldblum thing now. Nah. Uh, I'm doing uh, a Goldblum. Ah, uh, ah, uh, but, ah, uh, uh, ah. Uh, but, 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 but your but, own Goldblum. But with a new sensibility in which they also incorporate 
the 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 sensibility of the of the time of the age of the era uh, in which it was made. That there would you be go. A, that, that that would be an invasion of the, the, uh, the body centers. Uh, <laughs> and there it is. <laughs> that was that was more of the what's that what's that show with the uh, guy who puts David Caruso? Oh, CSI Miami. Yeah, that was that was <laughs> yeah, more that was what like, that was. It <laughs> was more the the yeah. I'd say anyway. that someone's body was just. Snatched. <laughs> this has been Down in Front. You can always find more episodes at downinfront.net. Subscribe to us on iTunes. You get a brand new episode every single week. Twitter.com slash Down in Front. Facebook Down in Front Show. Emails at downinfrontshow at gmail.com. TVTropes.org for everything that ever happened in a movie twice. Go to our forum. Involve yourself in the conversation. We have a big group of people there. We talk about things, and it's fun. So do it. Mm. Yeah, already. Yeah. There's Join, also a lot come of at me, bro. Join us. us. There's a lot of cussing us. on the forum. Be on the forum. You know how much fun it is to write fuck on the internet, right? Anyway, join that. And there we also announce when the live shows are happening. They happen at downinfront.net slash live. But the forum and Twitter will tell you when, where, and what movies. And you can involve yourself in the chat room. Uh, Matt Fedevita is the show notes and chapter breaks in iTunes when I give him the episodes because I suck. Hi, Matt. Hi, Sally. Uh, and Holden Hill Design to maintain the website. Uh, also, listen to our sister podcast, The Intermission. Give it a tr- give it a try. It's at downinfront.net slash intermission. Ooh, we're being we're we admitting it exists. Yeah. yeah, man, it's the third. Child it's a real thing. We do a, a weekly. Uh, it releases on Wednesdays. It never came down. Releases again. on Wednesdays. It's just <laughs> down in front without the uh, without the movies, she without the commentary. Half an hour every Wednesday. Check it out. Downinfront.net slash intermission. You see, because it's between the two movies, so it's intermission. Anyway. Until next time. My name is Steve Christie. Why we called Brian Mike Scott. Trace Dogs. Thank you very much for listening. Good night. Good night. I was really. I was really excited the first time I was on a forum where I could say fuck. I would say that. Yeah, well, yeah, it was fucking awesome. Trendsinyourhead.com.